We are talking full gear, a little bit of a preview show. And that's all we're going to talk because, you know, after you get all out, full gear is going to be amazing, right? At least you would expect it. It's the Double Turn Podcast, and it's starting right now. What's going on, everybody? It's the J-Man coming at you. No Boss Ross tonight. My man lost his voice. The booming voice of God himself. At least, no, actually, don't tell him that because he's going to think too much of himself and it'll be terrible. Um, but he is not with me this evening. Poor guy lost his voice. Hopefully, he is back next week. Um, next week, we expect to be covering Survivor Series' um, preview show as we are on the march towards Survivor Series. But tonight... I am joined by a good buddy of mine, uh, somebody who I met a couple of years ago through a through a, a, a friend from work, and uh, we ad- ended up completely hitting it off. He is a major, major professional wrestling fan, has a podcast of his own. Um, Tony Church is with me here tonight. What's going on, my brother? How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Really Dude, it's a, such a pleasure, man. It's such a pleasure. Um, we'll go ahead and get to, you know, every, you know, your podcast. I want you to make sure that you rep it, of course, um, and all that good stuff. But um, if you want to go ahead and tell my audience a little bit about yourself, um, you know, please go for it. You you are um, an original Phoenician, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, no, that's not no, true, no. is it? Yeah. You're from you're from the Pacific Northwest. My I bad. am. Yeah. I am going. I'm going to let. Here I am putting my foot <laughs> in my mouth. I, I, I'm so glad I remember that because that is completely <laughs> inaccurate, and I am so sorry. No, about that. Go all ahead. good. All good. So I'm originally from Seattle. Uh, never met Darby Allen uh, or, or, you know, never met uh, Brian Danielson either. Just throwing that out there. Um, but yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm from the Pacific Northwest. I moved down here just a few years ago. Uh, I was a big wrestling fan in the Attitude Era growing up, but then uh, took a long sabbatical until 2015 uh, when I saw Kevin Owens and uh, Sami Zayn kicking it off in uh, this crazy ladder match. I believe it was like a Money in the Bank ladder match that was just amazing uh, and just got me way right back into wrestling loving it uh i followed wwe for a few years um and then AEW hit and now AEW is all i care about all i watch um it's the only wrestling i get went from 11 hours of wrestling a week to just AEW uh because i just love it that much plus i got married and you know that changes how you spend your time so uh yeah 100 uh i absolutely love AEW, but i'm willing to criticize them when the critic when the criticism is needed like that women's division uh, yep. But yeah, man, I'm really excited to talk about Full Gear. Uh, I'm pumped. I got tickets to go see it in uh, in a theater. So I'm going to go watch it with my buddies in a theater, uh, which was really fun for All Out. So yeah, was, man, I, yeah. I remember you texting me saying, man, I, I, you, that um, the moment that Adam Cole showed up, everybody at your, uh, at your the local theater, theater just man, went bananas. This went yeah. insane. And I remember I went crazy and I looked and I go, Brian Danielson's coming next. I know he's coming next. And then the music hit sure uh, and it was, it was such a cool moment sharing it. It was almost like I was there uh, yeah. cause the screen's so massive, you know, but anyway, it uh, just gives you a different feel, right? Because of the sound system of a movie theater compared yep. to being in the sound in the, you know, in the comforts of your own home. Like, yeah, yeah, you're in the comfort of your own home, but when you're in a movie theater, like that's kind of the, you know, it, it, it's yep. this environment that they they provide to you that makes it a little bit more grand. It, it legitimately yep. makes you feel like you're in the middle of well, the ring, pun intended. The ring is massive on sure. that screen. 
It's massive. On oh, screen. sure. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if, if anybody listened to this, if you never watched a pay-per-view in a theater, it's, it's a cool thing. You got to check it out. Uh, obviously you don't get to have the pay-per-view buy to go back and watch it again, but uh, it's, it's still rad. It's only like 20 bucks too. So uh, definitely, you know, compared to having to drop 60 or $70 at your own home, like that's a huge, yeah. it's huge. Yep. That, so th- that actually might be a really great idea and whatnot. And I know that a lot of theaters, if not all theaters are now at 100% capacity or at least yep. 75. So mm-hmm. you can be able to go ahead and go in there and, you know, regular comfort and all that good stuff. Yep, but, um, you know, we were just talking about this before we went live on the air here, Tony, and I was talking to you and I said, with as great as All Out was, and All Out was legitimately great. Like I, I've already gone on record, and I'm sure that I'm not the only person. <laughs> my, my, my co-host has agreed with me. Um, All Out was probably the best pay-per-view of the year. Yeah. Not, I, not in AEW. I'm talking about in professional wrestling. Straight period. up. Yeah, right? absolutely. And I, I've already talked to multiple people who have said, it was probably the greatest pay-per-view that they've ever witnessed, yourself included. Yeah, absolutely. And so here we are. We're on the road to full gear, and I'm here to tell you, man, full gear is it's 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 looking to be how do i put this like okay if all out was godfather full gear is on the verge of looking like it's about to be godfather part two yeah that's how (laughs) that's how i'm feeling about it right now that's how there's a lot of hype but the hype is warranted i looked at this card there are very few things about it where i feel like that looks kind of weak other than that I mean, top to bottom, um, the main event, which I think is going to be an absolute just banger. The, yep. the, the finals of the tournament, which we're going to get to in just a few minutes. Um, you've got the match that I'm looking forward to, like nobody else's business, which I, I I'm, I'm, I'm actually I'll talk about this when we get to it, because I I want to I want to get your thoughts on a couple of things in regards to this. And then also. Sure. Here's what happens when you start paying attention to someone that you never knew ever existed. They come into your life and you're like, oh my God, how has this person not been discovered ever until now? It's kind of mesmerizing. And I think you might know who I'm talking about, but if you don't, trust me, I'll get there. (laughs) And even then, you know, in the women's division, the person who I think has been the woman of the year, which I wouldn't have told you two months ago, but after seeing the body of work, I've now, you know, completely changed it. By the way, that's now that is absolutely no disrespect to Deanna Perrazzo and Bianca Belair, who to me have been the elite women sure. of 2021. But yep. Britt Baker has a lot to say about that. And by the yep. way, so does Raquel Gonzalez. Shout out to her because she For just sure. lost her title at Halloween Havoc. But man, oh man, was she on the run of her life. For um, sure. Like the, those four women have killed in 2021 and they deserve all the praise. But yep. to me, I'm noticing, you know, now we're in November and I'm like, Britt Baker she's knocking on the door of being the number one woman of 2021, Absolutely. right? Her maker, uh, I think is, uh, as bar none, she, she's one of the, she's one of the few people I've seen done really well with like how they utilize the title to elevate the person. Sure. Uh, Neil Omega doesn't need a title, right? Like uh, yeah. Brian Roman Reigns doesn't need, doesn't a need a title. Roman Reigns doesn't need a title. Uh, Britt Baker, where was she? Uh, and she was building and she was building. They gave her that title to the moon something and, clicked and, 
as soon as as soon as she won that championship yeah something clicked in her and it was done like it was done well and on purpose yes and that was what was great about it a hundred percent i can't agree with you more Uh, bianca belair was a very similar person where it was like bianca belair needs to have that that rumble and when bianca belair gets that moment she's going to be a a rocket and the funny thing about bianca belair was for the last year and a half prior to all that i kept on thinking to myself i don't think bianca belair can hang that was my thoughts yeah right she wins the royal rumble i'm like oh okay i personally thought it should have been Rhea at the time yeah it doesn't matter Rhea ended her and Rhea ended up winning the titles on both nights so it was fine but as soon as she won the royal rumble i was like hmm i'm starting to wonder what's happening here there's something Mm -hmm. different and then the match with Sasha changed everything. And I was like, oh, this is, this is the reason why everybody was on the Bianca bandwagon. Now, by the way, shout out to Sasha because Sasha is Sasha, right? But solid, it solid, made solid, sense. Time. And then from that point on, I was like, okay, I get it now. I okay. absolutely 100% get it. And I've been on that train since. And by the way, I'm okay with Becky being champion now. I am. Yeah, but Bianca How did an did incredible it job. Still hurts me, but oh, I I totally get it. No, no, I it was trust the me. only it was the only thing I watched uh, from from Mania. I was like, oh, oh, she came back. I have to watch this, and so I I put that on, and I was like, did did they really like? Oh. It was very last minute <laughs> with that situation, and I know that, and I, I I've seen and I think read kind of working it a little better over time. They, 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 they it's definitely it's definitely now made a lot more sense two months later. But I can sure. even tell you right yeah, now, I that can't not say even much Becky Lynch was on that. Yeah, yeah, I can't say much. Like I said, I don't watch that product. Totally uh, understand. And so I I, I don't want to go too into acting like I know what I'm sure. talking about uh, that I didn't hear. I wouldn't hold you against. <laughs> I wouldn't hold it against you, bro. Don't worry. For sure. But okay, so we're looking at full gear here, Tony. I'm looking at a total of ten matches. Um, stacked. One of the it's super stacked. <laughs> um, if I'm not mistaken, nine of them are going to be on the main show, with one of them being on the buy-in. That one being Nyla Rose and Jamie Hader versus Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa. Who I'm here to tell you that three of those four ladies are the heart and soul of that division. So it's kind of messed up that I'm seeing them on the buy-in. But yep. you know, it, you you said it yourself already that one of the things that AEW has deserved all the criticism in the world for is that building of the women's division. But to be fair, Tony, and I'm here to say it right now, and I've already said it the last couple of weeks, I'm starting to notice that they are starting to figure it out with that women's division. Yeah, I, I agree. I think um, if you watch if you watch Dark or Dark Elevation, um, yeah. which I don't catch too often, but um, they're they're building women. I think they have a couple of stars i think they have more stars than they think they do um but they're not quite there with the women's division yet where they where they have the ability to really run three four storylines they're starting to get to two right yeah um which is really good uh and and if they had a second hour on fridays then maybe they could really explore that Mm -hmm. um but but they're starting to, I think, get to the point where they're understanding, okay, we have these women, we built them up a little more uh, and, and they didn't have that at first. And so I criticized them hardcore sure. um, for a long time, mostly because it was the Brandy show. Um, but now it's not the Brandy show and they've really begun to just build that women's division. It's around Britt Baker, like basically they said from day one, uh, which should have been the original plan, not Brandy, because uh, she sucks at anything she does. Sorry. And, uh, but, but, but Britt <laughs> 
Baker, man, she's taken it to the sky. Jade yeah. Cargill is really stepping up um, and, and kind of moving into that, I think, potentially the TBS championship uh, champion rather. And so um, anyway, moving in the right direction with the women's sure. division. And so I'm excited to see they do have multiple matches for the women here. One's kind of a throwaway, sure. Uh, but I, I'm really excited to see that they are exploring, hey, what can we do on a pay-per-view right. uh, with more women and not just like, um, obviously a casino battle Royal is going to be good, right? They can do things with that. Um, and it's, I mean, it's, it's a rumble. You throw it in there. It's going to yeah. be, it's going to be great. It's easy to work with male or female. Um, so I don't always count those as women's matches, right. Or men's matches. They're just a gimmick. Um, and so it's cool to see they are trying to push more women's matches onto the card, um, which is, which is great without being, as saturated as WWE is in that. So, you know, they're fi- I think they're finding a good, a good flow here. They're getting the groove. They're getting their groove. They're getting, they're, they're definitely, you know, they're on the right direction. They're in the right direction, excuse me. And, and not, and you just said it yourself though. They, they built it around Brit and I don't necessarily share all your views on Brandy, but I totally understand where <laughs> you're coming from on that because I, here's the thing. Brandy to me has never been a wrestler. Never. Sure. She wasn't a wrestler in WWE either when she was eating. She was a ring announcer. So yep. I appreciate Brandy, the businesswoman, Brandy, the manager. For sure. But yeah, she's yeah, yeah. not, she's just not a wrestler. Brandy, I mean, there's nothing the wrong with that. Manager. Brandy, the heel manager, I'm behind at all times. If Cody is the heel yeah, that, and, and Brandy that was, is and, the manager, I yeah. love it. I, I won't lie. I love that. Yeah. Um, and, and, I, and I don't say that lightly. Um, but as a baby face with, and her being kind of healed and a nightmare collective thing. Okay. So th- thank um, you for bringing that up because there was a time in two, in the, the begin in the beginning of AEW's run in late 2019, where stuff didn't make sense to me, Tony, because Cody was a full on baby face, baby but as baby can be, baby as baby, baby as can be, right? Like a <laughs> white meat baby face. That's the oh, best yeah. way you can describe yep. it. And then Brandy, who was one thousand percent aligned with him, right? We knew this, and and, and yep. they did that in storyline. Nightmare. But she collective. was a heel, and like, it was like I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I yeah. remember um, fight for the fall. Was it fight for the fall? Yeah, fight for the fallen in twenty nineteen. The match between Cody and Sean Spears when Sean Spears comes in and obliterates Cody with that chair shot, and Brandy cuts this. What I will tell you amazing promo on Sean Spears mm-hmm. and she was a baby face with Cody. Yeah. But then when she wasn't with Cody, she was beefing with the bunny with, with, with Allie and she was yeah. a heel. Yeah, I was like, so this doesn't make any sense. And so yeah. I'm glad that they've just kind of gone on, gotten away from that For completely. Sure. And, well, and it and, helps and, that she's not on TV. She's a mom right now. She's yeah. taking care of their infant child and congratulations to Cody and Brandon. For sure. Of course. Absolutely. But you're right. They didn't yep. build it around Brit at the beginning, even though they said they were going to. And by the way, yeah, I was okay with Rio, you know, being the oh yeah, yeah, the first women's absolutely. champion. Like, that was one thousand percent the right call and whatnot. And then you know, seeing Nyla Rose, I I'm indifferent to her. Hikaru Shida was like legit, like yeah. mega legit. Shida, Shida deserves more praise. All the praise in the world. Anybody, right? anybody in that, anybody in the roster. Exactly. And so now praise. we've gotten to Brit. And then now, you know what I'm feeling, Tony? And not to be not, not to go on this Brit Baker diatribe, but you know what I'm feeling? Which is really an, a, an, I hope people take this as an amazing compliment because it's meant to be. 
Britt Baker has not only become the face of that women's division, Britt Baker is like a main event attraction in all elite wrestling yeah, right absolutely. now. Absolutely. Anytime that you are in the ring with Britt Baker, it's a big freaking deal. This match Agreed. that Ty Conti is about to have with her this Saturday, this yeah. is 100% the biggest match of Ty Conti's career. Yep. 100%. And then when Ruby and Britt had their match in, 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 in Queens in, uh, back in August, or September, excuse me. Who's to say that that might not have been Ruby's biggest match of her career? And by the way, Ruby's been in the ring with like some big people, right? We know this. Absolutely. She's had yeah. big matches for for the NXT Women's Title. She's had big matches for the Raw and or SmackDown Women's Championship. So like, Ruby's not some just thing that you pick up from the street and just put it wherever yeah. you want. Ruby Riot now Ruby Soho has been a big piece of professional wrestling for the last five years. Absolutely. And so when her match was set to happen with Britt back in September in Queens at, at Arthur Ashe, that was treated as a big match because it should have been treated as a big match. Yeah. And But the, the funny thing was, it, the, to me, it wasn't a big match just because of Ruby Soho. It was 1,000% a big match because of what Ruby, uh, excuse me, what Britt Baker has elevated her game to i'll always remember she's the built she's built the division i think she i think single-handedly obviously creative in the back right but like sure. she single-handedly has brought the women's division into a spot we can talk about it in a good light yes um because I, i'm telling you you could check back at old uh canned heat man i ripped the women's division constantly um, and, and even when Cheetah was the champion, I still ripped it. It wasn't quite where it could oh, be. Oh, I know. Trust me. I, I, I we did the same on to a new level completely. Um, and I'm, I'm absolutely astonished by, by where it has gone and, and, and hopefully where it's going to go after this. Sure. Well then let's, what I want to do is I don't want to necessarily go match by match because what's going to happen with that is we'll end up turning this into a two hour plus podcast and we've got <laughs> lives sure. and you know, I got kids, you got a wife um and all that good stuff but what i do want to do is you know i'm going to mention all the matches that are taking place um this upcoming saturday um and you know i want to i think we should go ahead and you know talk about the ones that we think are the biggest matches on the card and by the one by the by the way i wanted to mention you know i'll never forget cm punk's return promo when he's like you guys sure make a kid feel like Britt Baker showing up in Pittsburgh. Oh, man. Like oh, at that oh. moment in time, I was like, yeah, Britt Baker's the most, might be the most over thing in AEW and right bravo, now, which bravo, is insane to me because Kenny Omega exists. Yep. <laughs> I was like, how is this happening right now? And Kenny Omega terrific. is God. <laughs> like <laughs> Kenny Omega in AEW is God. Like yep. he is the gospel. You know, him and Roman <laughs> Reigns are the, are not, dude, they're not. Him and Roman there's, Reigns. There's nobody, there's nobody bigger in, in, than in those two right now. And those truly, two are the truly, biggest names in pro wrestling currently that are full timers. Yeah, truly, truly. If you, if, if both both uh, companies or if all the companies in the world, uh, if they if they released everybody, they did a fantasy draft. Uh, they go know, one and two, Madden, Madden style, one and two. Yeah, uh, and and I would probably, I hate to say it, I'd probably choose Reigns first, uh, but yeah. I think Omega does the better the better for the pro wrestling fans. sure well i, I uh, here's the but I, they are just one and two for sure absolutely yeah. so i had this conversation because when Meltzer released his his pwi a couple a month and a half ago whenever it was mm-hmm. um you know he put roman at two and he put kenny at one and i was yeah. like 
You're really going to put Roman at two? Well, and I Dave, think for, for, and, and for it didn't. Style. It shouldn't have surprised me, by the way. It shouldn't yeah. have surprised me because I listen. I have I've said it many times on this podcast. I'm not the biggest fan of Dave Meltzer. I'm sure. just not, and I'm damn sure not the biggest fan of Brian Alvarez. Sure, yeah, I, absolutely. I respect him as journalists, sure, but their opinions. We don't share the same opinions, bro. Sure, like, yeah. you know, to this day, I'm still mad at the fact that they give Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker 4.75 stars at WrestleMania 25. Like, yeah, how how they thought that that was not a five-star match. How, how What was not perfect about that match? Yeah. I, I still don't understand, right? So, but, but then at the I, same time. I do think, I, I, to, to, to Melzer's credit, sure. I do think now that he's broken that scale, if he were to go back and live that live again, it would be more than five. It would yeah. be. Five oh, I agree, dude. Well, that's and, and that's the other um, thing because he's broken of, that scale now. But but he didn't break that scale until he truly felt he had to. Um, and and I mean, I've watched those Okada Omega matches multiple times. Uh, and and truly, if if somebody says that they don't like those matches, then they don't like wrestling. And they need no, I it. agree with you. But here's, <laughs> I, I agree with you one thousand percent. Listen, that's that trilogy or, uh, or it's four matches actually, if I'm not mistaken. It, yeah, that, that series the first three are the are the the, are the ones that five, and then they broke the scale, and then they went six. Mm-hmm. I get that. That series of matches is one of the greatest of all time. Like that that's that's mm-hmm. special. Well, and they let, did let it, it be known right now. Weekly episodic television too. Like, yes, it's one of those special. It's a unicorn type thing because you weren't yeah. able to watch it if you didn't have special access to it and whatnot. Here's my problem with the breaking of that scale because the thing that happened was NXT matches broke that scale too. Yeah, and I I, I am here to tell you right now that although I am not a fan of 2.0, that NXT run from 2006 up until late 2019 is a run that cannot be replicated. It yeah. just can't be because you look at Gargano, you look at Ciampa, you look at obviously the undisputed era with Adam Cole, you look at Dominic Dijakovic and Keith Lee, and you look at um, people like um, in that era before they went over to, to the main roster into WWE with, um, with uh, the revival who are now FTR and Neville and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and all those, the the people that we know NXT to be Samoa Joe and his previous run. And of course, Asuka. And when the four horsemen were down there, that era, it can't be replicated. Yeah. And during that era, in particular 2019, because 2019 and also 2018, there were some bangers. And I mean, bangers yeah and and i want to make sure i don't go on a diatribe because i have it i i promise you people i actually have (laughs) an idea of what i want to discuss this evening but i i have to mention it stars yeah you know dominion exactly so omega insane exactly no no it's okay (laughs) i I was gonna say gargano and andrade had a five-star match in nxt takeover philly which Mm -hmm. by the way that match amazing match i adore it i've already ranked it in one of my top three greatest nxt takeover matches of all time um the match that for the north american championship the latter match the inaugural one the one that adam cole won i've said that that's one of the greatest matches i that's to me this the best ladder match i've ever witnessed and mm-hmm. i've also gone on record that the money in the bank men's 2019 match which ends up with Brock winning the match, which I understand that people hate, but everything that happened prior to that in 18 and a half minutes is some of the best things you're ever going to see in pro wrestling period. 
for sure. Finn Balor dies three times in that match, people. <laughs> three times. Watch that match and tell me that that, that match is not my time. <laughs> um, and so, and then you've got the um, the take the, the the takeover matches between Cole and Gargano, takeover New York, and then takeover twenty five. Those matches are iconic. Yep. Two of those matches that I just mentioned broke the scale. Mm-hmm. Or it went above five stars. Meltzer gave five and a half to New York and five and a quarter to 25. Yep. I'm, I'm here to tell you that those are two of the best NXT takeover matches of all time. One of them being my number one, one of those being my number four. So they, I hold them in a very high regard. Yeah. But they're not better than take, <laughs> they're not better than Mania 25. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, he's broken the scale, and now it's like is the and now, scale, like it's things are for naught, dude. Now? There are yeah. matches that are four <laughs> and three quarters from like 15, 20 years ago that are iconic matches. That I'm like, yeah, because you broke the scale, now it makes it seem that these matches that happened are better than those, but they're not. Stone Cold yeah. Steve Austin in the Rock at WrestleMania 17, that's not a four and three quarter match. That's a lot more. If yep. the if the if the scale was broken back in 2001. But because yeah. it wasn't, yep, I agree. it's like I agree. all the way lower over I'm here. With you. That's an iconic, great, amazing match yeah. that's better than those three or four takeover matches that I just mentioned. And perhaps, yeah. you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting I, I do want to say two, two things quickly. One on this on this subject, I do want to just say one of the big differences is for sure is, and I, and I think this is what happened when the scale broke, is – the wrestling, the storytelling, and all that fun stuff. Like you're right, The Rock and Stone Cold, they have that right. Yeah. Uh, but you can tell Meltzer is a wrestling fan, and the right. wrestling is what broke those scales, and that's what continues to happen. And so, I, I again, I don't want to totally defend him and in his scale. I get that. No, no. I no. do think the wrestling, the in-ring work, um, with a storyline is sure. what broke those scales. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think that's the only thing that I think I would add to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, without getting on a huge tangent, RIP NXT. RIP the original NXT, the <laughs> NXT that I've come to love. The actual the NXT 2.0. The, <laughs> the, re, the real NXT. Yeah. Triple H running the show NXT. Uh, that I miss very much. It, I love that they're calling this new one 2.0, but it's 3.0. And, it's and really 3.0. Just act like it's not a thing. Yeah. But, you know, with, I don't want to tangent on it too much. No, but, no, it's it's fine. Uh, Listen, I, I heart, heartbroken. It, heartbroken. It took me a while to finally realize that NXT fell off and that AEW is the better product. Because oh, yeah. for all of 2020, I was still harboring, carrying that flag, <laughs> saying that NXT, although yep. is getting the less viewers, and to me, it was AEW just being the new kid on the block and being the hot new thing. Was That I was the only reason why I was getting that. the viewership. I was like, the more consistent program was NXT. And I finally had to change my tune about two months ago and say, that yep. is no longer the case. And I think a lot of yep. that had to do with Adam Cole leaving NXT. And by the way, if that's the reason why I'm a Mark, I'm a Mark. That's fine. Yeah. And Adam Cole was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Well, you, know, you, you know me. Uh, I, yeah, I, I know you're a huge Adam Cole, Mark. Adam Cole is, I, I truly believe, and I know he's not a champion right now. And he's just he will be. pushing. Right? He will be. And he's definitely fitting into that kind of trios thing for a minute. Yeah. But he absolutely, I think, hands down is the, the best wrestler breathing right now. That's, that's, that's my opinion. Uh, I do think he's not in the run showing it, right? Like, D- yeah. like sorry, 
I keep saying DD, BD. Uh, yeah, I know. Showing it in. I can't call D Bry D Bry anymore. Right? It really upsets you know? me. Uh, but he he's showing it right now, and Adam Cole's not quite showing it. But I think if you put him in the right scenario, for yeah. sure, my well, opinion, Adam Cole is the best wrestler on the planet. Right there now. was a time in late 2019 where Adam Cole was on the run of his life. Everything he touched was gold. And I get it that Chris Jericho was the AEW world champion and he was winning every segment he was in. That's fine. But from a match perspective, at one point for like six months, Adam Cole was legitimately the best wrestler on earth. Absolutely. There wasn't a single soul who could touch him at that point in time. I was like, absolutely. Yo, Adam Cole is like on it right now. There's <laughs> he, this man can't be stopped. It, it was, it was a remarkable, remarkable thing to see. I was like, we're witnessing something really special right now. Sure, absolutely. And, um, you know, once he dropped the title to Keith Lee, he was still amazing. Right. But there yeah, was absolutely. a, there was a certain time, like, that second half of his NXT title reign after Gargano was like, there was matches with Riddle and there were matches with Balor and there was matches with Ciampa and there was just sprinkles of like, oh, oh and of course the war games matches that happened as well. Oh, yeah. Like there every was a moment, one of them, everything that he did. Put him in the toy. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, every, he was in every war games match. It's going to be really <laughs> weird to not see him at war games this yep. year. Um, because it is actually happening, people. We're actually getting an NXT War Games uh, December NXT 2.0 War Game. I bet you that they're, they're going to paint splatter. Oh, yeah. actually, that's exactly what they – that's the logo. You haven't seen it yet, brother? <laughs> no, no, no. no but I, mean, like, I swear to God. The cage yeah. itself is going to be paint splattered like the red helmet. I'm going to show you. Cage. Have you ever seen Bring It On? Thing? Have you ever seen the uh, third Bring It On with um, with Peyton mm-hmm. Penetiere? Probably. All right. So, like, you know how, like, they rock the camouflage <laughs> army pants because that was the style back in 2006? Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what this logo reminds me of. Oh, I'm not man. lying to you. I'm a, I'm a it's hysterical. It right but that being said, that's that I'm, I'm going to I'm going to look it up right now. I'm going to show it to you because. I, and by the way, I promise we're going to go ahead and get started, people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here it is. That's the NXT War Games logo right there. They've got the oh, they got man. the paint splatter. <laughs> Oh man, no, but I think I really do do believe, and I will laugh so hard. Remember this moment: they are going to paint splatter the actual cage in those colors. It's, it's going to be not. Horrible. If they do, I'm going to actually be really <laughs> upset. But at the end, I will remember this moment. For sure. <laughs> Just All right. So back. So, anyways, back to full gear because that's actually the main topic of tonight's discussion. <laughs> Although that was a great topic talking about, you know what nxt had that run that they had and of course you know with the rankings breaking and with the with the ratings breaking and stuff like that that's a really important thing to discuss because it makes it seem like all these other matches that happened in the past you know are not that great like i'm sorry to me stone cold Steve boston versus bret hart at wrestlemania 13 is better than a lot of the matches that have now broken that rating system sure it's just it's a fact you can't change that and whatever but okay so here's here's the card Nyla Rose and Jamie Hayter, as I was saying, versus Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa in the pre, uh, on the buy-in. And then I'm going to go ahead and go uh, – there's Pac and Cody Rhodes with Arn Anderson versus Malachi Black and Andrade El Idolo, which should be a real banger, not going to sure, lie. Absolutely. Four amazing workers there. Um, yeah. Then you got Christian Cage and Jurassic Express versus the Super Click, which is Adam Cole and the Young Bucks. That's going to be a banger too. Banger. Um, Darby Allen and MJF. 
I've been I I literally said on this podcast that the next feud MJF absolutely needed to happen was Darby Allen. I am so glad Tony <laughs> Khan listened to me because I am ecstatic for this match. Yeah. Yep. Um, we've got an AEW World Tag Team title match, the Lucha Brothers versus FTR. Oof. Don't even get me started. Banger. Um, Inner Circle versus uh the men of the year. Um that's gonna be really fun. That's just going to be a really yeah. fun match. I look forward to I, I, listen, the inner circle has been one of the things that the, the, the stalwarts, the, um, the beacons of yeah. AEW since it's inauguration. Right. And it's great to see that they're still taken very seriously and whatever, whenever they're on television, they put on great content and that's sure. amazing. Must to see. See. Must see. Um, we've got the finals of the AEW world championship eliminator tournament, which is Brian Danielson versus Miro. Um, and then we have the AEW World Women's, uh, excuse me, the AEW Women's World Championship match, which is Dr. Britt Baker versus Ty Conti. That's going to be, it's going to be a big one. Um, the match that I'm looking forward to the most, which is CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston. Uh, we'll get to that. Um, and then, of course, the main event of the evening, Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page for the AEW World title. Boy, howdy is this card stacked to the stacked. gills. Super right sad. now, this is this is this is on steroids for sure. <laughs> so, Tony, I read off that entire list. Um, there are some. So I'll put it to you this way. The main event I want to discuss. I want to discuss the women's world title match, the world, the, the uh, tournament, the tournament final. I want to discuss. Um, I want to discuss the match that I'm looking forward to the most, which is Punk versus Eddie Kingston. Uh, where do you where do you even want to begin? Because there are some matches that I'm just like, eh, right. I can move on. And um, which, you know, I'll begin with since we already talked about Adam Cole, let's just jump right into sure. uh, the super click. Uh, man, I'm, I'm super excited about this one. I love that they have the super click name. Like, uh, are you actually a fan of the super click name? So I am, yeah, okay. because I, I think it, it, it's nice to give them a little subdivision of the elite, um, especially because I, I don't know if you watched already on Dynamite, but Bobby Fish is kind of interestingly in the mix yep, right now. I saw that. So that we'll see a... how that goes. Um, and, by, the way, not, by the way, interestingly enough, Kyle O'Reilly's contract is also up in December. Uh, you'll probably get released before then, but it <laughs> um, doesn't matter. Bro, I'm probably going to get released. I don't even work for the company. They're releasing everybody. Oh, uh, it's horrible. Uh, but I'll, I'll quick shout out. Um, if, if, if you're sitting here and you're like, Oh, I wonder how this is going to be anybody take a look at ROH wrestling episode number 268. Go ahead and fast forward to 32 minutes and 45 seconds in. Uh, and you will see uh, Matt Taven's kingdom as the first introduction of Matt Taven's kingdom versus the not super click at the time, but now super click elite. Um, and it's, it's a fantastic match. And, and the reason I point this one out one, it's one of my favorite matches period. Um, and it's not a great match, but it's one of my favorites. It's just kind of funny, but um, it really shows you uh, and elevates like what these three can do in a trios match and put over the other people. Um, they, they obviously are 
everything at the time. Uh, Adam Cole's the champ, uh, the ROH champion. The Bucks are the tag champions, and they put over the kingdom like you wouldn't believe. Um, such a great match. But anyway, that makes me excited for what's coming up here. I just rewatched that match the other night, like 3 a.m. when I couldn't sleep, uh, and it just got me so excited for what's going to happen in this match. Um, the the uh, AEW is doing such a good job of building up Jungle Boy. And I think this match is only going to continue to do that. And what I think is great is you have six people in a ring and five of those guys want Jungle Boy to look the best he possibly can. Um, and I guess six of them too, if you include himself, right? Uh, every person in this in this match is invested in Jungle Boy. And so that's what's exciting to me um, when I look at it from a smart mark perspective, right? Yeah. Um, but all in all, this is going to pop off. Jungle Boy is going to do something crazy we've never seen him do before. Um, hopefully a great promo without stuttering. Uh, but <laughs> nonetheless, this match is going to pop off, and I'm really excited to see uh, what happens. Luchasaurus, obviously, he gets a huge pop every time he comes to the ring. Luchasaurus Chris, is so incredible. Oh, yeah. He's well, he's so over, too, which is yeah. just crazy. Uh, and then Christian Cage is doing, I think, an amazing job elevating. Young oh, he's talent. revitalized himself, um, brother. Yeah, I mean, it truly, when he first popped up, everyone's like, oh, man, like, that's not what we thought was you were announcing, Tony Khan. Um, and then no, nobody remembers that anymore. We've moved on, um, and we love Christian Cage and AEW. So uh, I'm, I'm stoked about this match, and I think uh, w- without fail, um, this is going to be an elevation for Jungle Boy. I don't think – it's hard to predict who wins here, uh, but I definitely think uh, that Jungle Boy will be a standout in this in a very good way. Yeah, you know, I'm going to go ahead and tell you this right now. First of all, you know, Jungle Boy, Darby Allen, and MJF are those three youngster and, and Hangman are Sammy those Gavara four. Is really oh, oh you're right. You know what? There's there's five people in AEW yep. who are the future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that are built, being built up as stars right now, but they're going to go ahead and be the ones that take the torch from Jericho and from Omega and from the Bucks and whoever else might be a really big player right now. That's not yeah. going to be a big player in 10 years. It's yeah. MJF, Darby Allen, mm-hmm. Sammy Guevara. Well, and, and what do we see? What do Jungle we see Boys. on this? What do we see on this match or on this card? All five see, of those guys. We, see, we see five of those people. Yep. And right? so I think it's going to be great to, as they continue to elevate them, obviously Darby, MJF, yeah. we can get into that in a second, but um, they're going to, con- they're just elevating those young guys. And, uh, and that's it's their time. Excites now. Me. That's what excites me about yeah. this product. Well, because um, I think everyone that what gives, they- yeah. They give all that, everyone gives all that crap about, oh, the old AEW or, or WWE guys or all old WWE guys move Which on. Which I don't think is the always fair. The wrestler's looking for a job and here's a yeah. job for them, right? Um, and, and these guys have to put on a good product. You're not, like, nobody was really complaining when John Cena sh- showed up in Fast and Furious, right? Like, he's another mm-hmm. good guy to bring in to elevate the product, right? Especially so, when The Rock left, yeah. Yeah, so so I think right here, like, this is this is great time for them to say, you're right. We do have all these guys and we're using them to elevate. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I, I'm sorry, but Adam Cole is not a WWE guy to me. He's, he's an ROH guy. So, uh, yeah, that's no, I no, that's, that that's fair. Well, I mean, he, he I'm going to tell you right now, an NXT person in a WWE person to me are two entirely different things. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, yeah. that's the first thing. Second of all, yes, you're right. He made his name for himself elsewhere before reaching NXT. You know, so like, for example, Samoa Joe, that's an, he's a TNA guy to me. He's an yeah. ROH guy, you know, AJ for all his great accomplishments, world wrestling entertainment. He's an ROH guy. He's Absolutely. a TNA guy. Right. TNA for sure. uh, and Shinsuke for all his great things. 
he's that's an NJPW guy. So like yep. th- th- that's the way I view it. And I view Adam Cole in the same way, even though I wish I could say that he was an NXT guy, he really <laughs> cut his teeth elsewhere. Yeah. But now that being said, and, and he is one of the NXT greats. Yeah, absolutely. NXT, NXT capitalized and profited off of him and he and he grew a lot there absolutely. oh very much so yeah um, no they they capitalized and profited off of what he had already done and it really just actually I'm what made nxc great yeah that's actually that a lot with a lot of those guys gargano um, and champa they're doing it right they're still doing it right yeah. now with those guys yeah um here's the thing when it comes to this particular match i'm glad that you brought that brought this up because what I think should happen is probably the Jurassic Express and Christian Cage actually going over with Jungle Boy getting the pin. The problem is I'm not ready to see Adam Cole lose a match yet, regardless if he yeah. doesn't even get pinned. Which, by the way, if Jungle Exp- if, if, if the if the Jurassic Express and Christian Cage win this match, Jura- uh, Jungle Boy needs to be the one that pins somebody, and it better not be Adam Cole. Sure. I think Adam Cole pins Luchasaurus. Uh, oh, so are you going with the super click winning this yeah, match? Really? I do. Okay. I do think that. Uh, I think Adam Cole pins Luchasaurus. That's that's my prediction. Um, if not, Jungle Boy pins Matt Jackson. I was going to say he um, pins one of the Bucks. Yeah. I, and well, if you pay attention, I think Matt's been taking most of the pins. Um, they do that back thing, always back hurts instead of take the pin. And they actually protect Nick a lot. Um, I don't really know why, but that's kind of how they, that's kind of how they roll. So um, I think Nick takes the pin to, yeah. to, to Jungle Boy if, or sorry, Matt takes it to Jungle Boy if that's yeah. the route they go. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this right now, Tony, um, and I'm going to do my best. I'm not going to say anything disparaging about the Bucks tonight. Because, <laughs> <laughs> and here, and here's the thing. Let me, let me be very clear because I've, I, I've said this before and I want to make sure I'm clear right now. The best tag team in pro wrestling today is the Young Bucks. I don't think that there's a question about that. They have, to me, re-elevated themselves back to that number one spot. For a couple of years, to me, it was the Usos. And for a year or so, it was the North, which was uh, Josh Alexander and Ethan Page, who is now in AEW. The New Day, I think. The New Day Day has always consistently been up there. But they, uh, to me, I've never had them as my number one. I've always been more of an Usos guy. Sure, I'm with you. But the, the, the Bucks... The wrestling ability, I 1,000% respect. Mm -hmm. I even like Matt and and Nick Jackson. I'm sure they're very nice people. I do not like the arrogance of the Bucks themselves as a unit. And I damn sure do not like them as the executive vice presidents of all elite wrestling. Because (laughs) the problem with those two in particular is World Wrestling Entertainment lives in their mind rent-free and because of that, they say the dumbest remarks of all time, sure, and it rubs sure. me the wrong way. Yeah, constantly. I see that. I see yeah. that. So um, I, I honestly think uh, right now, and, and this is what I'm excited about. If if, if you don't mind me moving on slightly, um, I absolutely am so excited for for FTR versus the Lucha Bros. Because I am too. I am one hundred percent. Every, obviously we could talk about the young bucks all day, but the Lucha bros have been aside from that revolution match, which the greatest tag team match of all time, if you ask me. Um, but aside from that, I think the Lucha bros have carried 
the Young Bucks and, and multiple. Well, they carry the AEW world to the, the AEW tag team division. Tag division. Um, and I think they're going to go off in this match with FTR. Um, I think the, the, the crazy opposites that they, that these guys are, um, I think this is going to blow the Bucks and FTR out of the water, potentially could blow some of the matches that the Bucks and, uh, and the Lucha Bros had. Out well, of cause I was going to say that steel um, cage match at all out is, now oh being considered as one of the, the, the it like, was it was phenomenal but 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 again a gimmick match right sure um and so i think if we kind of pull the gimmick out of there obviously you, the whole match is different sure uh but i think um from from what i can tell i don't believe this is a gimmick match right Isn't no this is up? a this is a straight up yeah tag so, team match yep so i i think this is gonna this is gonna knock our socks off uh hands down this this is going to be similar to that cage match. It's going to be earlier in the in the the card, and it's gonna yeah. and it's gonna absolutely steal the show. Well, I'll tell you this right now. I'm Tony Khan, and I'm booking this pay per view on Saturday. I think the one that I open with is Super Click versus Jurassic Express and Christian Probably. Cage. But yeah. if I if you were to ask me what the second match on the card should be, it should absolutely be this tag team world title match. Mm-hmm. Um, and and here's the thing. I'm gonna I agree with everything you just said. I've been a massive fan of Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. FTR. I've been a massive fan of the revival for several years now. Um, to me, consistently, they've been like top two, top three best tag teams on the planet for like the last five years. Yeah, um, sure. Every single time that they're in a match, they're absolute gold. I said this when all out happened back in 2020, that that match with Hangman and with Omega didn't blow my socks off. It blew a lot of other people's socks off, though. And I was like, all right, fine. I watched that match. I didn't think it was that great, but it wasn't to me FTR's fault. I just, for whatever reason, thought the storyline and the way that that match in particular was booked, there was a lot of emphasis on Kenny and Hangman that I just wasn't really in the mood for. And not to mention the ending of that match afterwards, where like Kenny yeah. basically walks away. It, that that made absolutely zero sense to me. Yeah, I think they fixed it. They saved oh, it. Oh, but, but they I, very I'm much fixed you. it. I'm with you there. I do yeah. think it fell flat in the night. Yeah, um, they very much fixed it. I 100% agree with you. And then, of course, that the match that everybody and their mother was looking for was FTR versus the Bucks, and that match delivered. And then from that point on, you know, the tag team division has looked a little bit better, but very here is here's the difference between the tag team division in all elite wrestling and the women's division in all elite wrestling. Cause to me, they're both a little bit lower down than they should. The problem was the women's division didn't have a lot to start with. Right. Yeah. yeah. Whereas the tag team division was 100% Stacked. loaded as <laughs> all could be from oh, yeah. the very beginning. You had F- my heart. My heart still hurts that the best friends haven't been the champion yet. Are you kidding um, me, dude? I'm, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm saddened to this day that Santana and Ortiz haven't sniffed the titles yet. And that, that one too. And in fact, and so this is my critique I was going to throw out on, uh, on the inner circle match. The inner mm-hmm. circle match, unfortunately, um, I think, while well, this is going to be great. I think in some ways it's going to bring some new people to the product. Um, I, I think, unfortunately, it's pulled Sammy Guevara out from being able to defend his TNT title here and stand out as a single star, which is what they were allowing him to do. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I truly believe um, that Proud and Powerful versus the Lucha Bros was what was originally planned for this pay-per-view. Um, and uh, so those two matches got sucked away 
into something. I mean, Jericho and Hager could have done something elsewhere, right? And we could mm-hmm. have had three great things at the inner circle. Now they're all in one match again. It's a big gimmicky thing again, um, which is going to be great. I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy the heck out of it. Sure. Um, but unfortunately, I was so ready for the Lucha Bros uh, versus Santana and Ortiz. Ortiz right now. So Adam Cole, I think, is the best wrestler alive. Mm-hmm. My favorite wrestler right now, um, and and pretty much since he debuted is Ortiz. Um, I just love that guy. So, um, so that hurts me a little bit going into this, but I'm not going to let it affect me. Uh, cause, cause, cause fortunately we got FTR and the Lucha Bros. The one thing I will say that kind of bugs me a little bit here is again, AEW is using another promotions titles to elevate their own title. Um, and, and, that I honestly think they they pissed all over the Impact Championship, um, and they, they, <laughs> made it, they made it dirt, and they kept saying the real prize, AEW Championship, the real oh, prize. I mean, Kenny Omega game. still got the AAA World Championship. Yeah, they didn't even let Andrade beat him in July. Uh, well, actually, interestingly enough, uh, or I'm sorry, I said July. I meant to say, I meant to say August, yeah. but yes. So, so reports were that that was so it was supposed to be Andrade. I know. Then, then it was supposed to be uh, Omega keeps it. And then Omega saw, oh, crap, we have Ric Flair back here, and he's coming out with Andrade. Andrade should win it. And then uh, AAA said no. So Kenny tried to flip it back because of Ric Flair and thinking, oh, that'd be great. Ric Flair's coming out with him. Ric Flair will do the distraction and win, and that actually makes a ton of sense. Sure. Um, and and then at that point, Triple uh, A had already changed their plans for what, when Kenny was, when Kenny's going to lose it later. So okay. Um, so they, he did try to flip it back to his credit, okay. but unfortunately, uh, the impact championship, they just, oh, man, they, they really did nothing with it. Now they are doing a lot more with it now with Moose having won the title yeah. away from Josh Alexander and that whole feud is now popping off. And yeah. I'm actually looking forward to that. And I think that they're, they got their, their, the ground of their feet again. And I think yeah. they're, they're ready to go ahead but and I don't take think, off. I don't think that partnership really. It did not help enough. impact whatsoever. Um, and it, it, it didn't do a ton for AEW either, unfortunately. Like, they didn't do as much as they should. It really just gave the Good Brothers a, a chance to come on TV, which was great. But um, I think, I, unfortunately, I have to – I'm an AEW mark through and through, but I have to call them out. And I yeah. think that th- this is an unfortunate thing. These titles, these titles aren't even on the line here. It's yeah. just the AEW titles. And, again, they just threw the titles – from another promotion on somebody else in order to add value to a feud that they didn't plan for. I know. Um, it, and that's it's exactly very simple. What they, that's exactly what they did with Omega and Christian Cage. Mm-hmm. They didn't plan for that. Again, something happened, right? Like uh, it's not every day hangman has a baby and it's not like he could tell his wife to keep it in, but uh, they, so they said, Hey, what do we have to do? And they just threw the impact. Yeah, but they also away. knew in months in advance. It's not like hangman kept it to yes himself no. that my wife's pregnant. Right. So like they the were whole really pushing is- though. Yeah, they were really pushing that feud, and yeah. they had to had to switch on a dime. Right, and so that, that you know that that I, I I see where you're going with that. I'm willing to give you that, but you know here's the perfect example of that. I also read reports that Tony didn't want Omega to lose because he had just dropped the title to Christian yeah. on the first episode of Rampage, and it's like, well, hold exactly. on for one yeah. second. Then just why did why did Christian Cage need the Impact World Title? He didn't. I, I, at that yeah. point, I would have just said, well, then keep I, I the Impact World title on Kenny. I do think it added a lot of entry to that match that that match did not have. I, sure. I did not care. I did not care about Omega and Christian Cage 
until Christian Cage beat him on Rampage. And I go, oh, what are they doing here? Yeah. Um, and so I think it worked. I just don't think it worked for Impact. And similarly here, it's working again. Like this FTR versus Lucha Bros was nothing a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, it's It worked out of out of literally nowhere. Sure. Um, it worked. Again, I just don't think it's working for AAA's benefit. Um, and and that's that's what's frustrating to me is that I know AEW is, is the new big player in town, yeah. um, but I don't want them to to be this way toward their partners. I don't want them as, to bully the, are, the other people because just because they're... I don't think they mean to. I don't think yeah. they mean to. I just think there's some unfortunate decisions that have been made around other promotions titles well, you especially look, the impact championship well not uh, only that and you also look what happened with ring of honor when they did all in all of a sudden like that was the catalyst for for aew to become yeah. what it actually became and then you look at roh and it's like roh got nothing out of that the oh, yeah. only thing that they have of value right now which is a really sad thing to do is their library which includes yeah. all in that's about yeah. it there is some argument i don't I'm not full it because I'm not fully for it because I think ROH would have done great had a pandemic not happened. Um, yeah. But there, there is there is some some good argument that ROH failed because of AEW because it literally is ROH on steroids with the money that that Tony Khan has. Um, right. And and I think in a really good way, right? The ROH the production is always what was hard for me. So um, I, I think this is fantastic what AEW is and i really hope they buy the library i really hope that they they purchase um ring of honor and, and they let those guys go out um really well like in a loving way and they can love ring of honor and, and bring it in uh under their umbrella um but yeah there is something to be said again i think the pandemic killed roh i don't yeah. i don't think that it was AEW, but AEW did gut so many of their stars yeah uh, that's kind of that's tangent but no no it's uh, all good i think that's first time i, I think it's a really interesting point <laughs> No, because that's the first time I've really heard somebody say that. And it's nice to go ahead and it's refreshing to hear it from somebody who's an actually all elite, who's pro all elite. Right. So uh, I'm actually not going to mark, knock you, well, knock, knock you on that, Tony, because I think that's a very interesting point. Um, and thank you for bringing that up. So but I do want to go ahead and get back to the tag team title match really quickly because you didn't bring it up. You're looking at this match. You've got two of the best tag teams on the planet. You got one tag team who just won their tag team gold two months ago in an absolutely epic battle with the Bucks. And now you've got FTR who just took away the AAA World Tag Team titles from them. Who do you, who goes over in this match? Yeah, this one's hard. This uh, was a tough one. Ex extremely hard um, because. Uh, I'll be honest with you. FTR's tag team title run ended way too soon. Like way too soon. I understand why the Bucks went over because the Bucks yeah. I, the, I mean, they're the Bucks. They were eventually going to win it, it but I don't been, think that they should great. have won it just yet. It would be great six months later. Um, sure. But uh, this is hard. So the Lucha Bros, unfortunately, they they haven't had what they needed to make their run great so far. Um, it hasn't been anything but, hey, the Lucha Bros are the tag champions, right? Like, um, they don't have the TV time that the Bucks did and, and still do. Um, and, and, and so I'm glad it's not on the Bucks because then it was just wrapped up in the elite storyline, but I don't know that I'm loving the Lucha Bros run. Are they great? Absolutely. But I don't know that I'm loving their run. FTR, I agree. It was too short, uh, but I, I think it's too soon for them to take it. And I was really, I really think proud and powerful 
or the best friend should take it from them uh, down the line. Yeah. So, it's, so it's, it's hard to say, I'm going to go with the Lucha Bros, but barely, you know what sure. I mean? Like, I'm really on the fence on this one. Um, and and I, I, their, their run just started, but unfortunately it hasn't been anything to note yet. Yeah, no, listen, just because... It's not their fault. It's, it's not their fault. And, you know, my, my co-host Ross says this a lot. Tag team wrestling is not... It's just not clicking on all cylinders right now. And, and uh, you know, it used to be a WWE problem, but it has now become mm-hmm. a pro wrestling problem. Um, I mean, you even see it in AEW. AEW's tag team title, div- I mean, me, tag team division, it looks like the only thing that matters to them are the Young Bucks in the same yeah. way that in WWE, the only thing, the only two teams that matter are the Usos and the New Day. Well, um, if you look at Wednesday, um, I mean, Dax Harwood and Pat, Pack just put on an amazing match. I mean, a phenomenal match. Bro, they, they, and Pack hit a brain buster from the top rope. Like, dude, like, they, there's nothing else you could say. Uh, and so, so it's frustrating because, again, they took the single guy, they, they, they took this tag team guy, and they broke him up for a singles match. And, and that actually, it makes sense in WWE to me because WWE constantly throws people together to make weird teams. Yeah. Um, you know they they will do the rock and, and or was it uh sorry uh, the rock and sock connection there's that or stone cold triple h ah, um, the, they, that was the, the two-man power trip that was actually yeah. a great team so yeah <laughs> fun stuff right but yeah. they, they do those kind of things uh i mean even look at the bar right they end sure. up being a great tag team but they just throw these singles guys together all the time um and then they become the t- champions and you're like but what about your tag division sure. so aew they don't do that as much obviously kenny and hangman were were different there um they did do that but they don't do it as much which i appreciate um, but then when they when they pull a guy out and they have him do a singles match, it's very WWE to me. Now the match was phenomenal. Um, it was better than I think I ever would have expected Dax to do in a singles uh, match. Obviously, we know Pat can go all day. Dude's a main eventer. Um, but it was just interesting to me, and and so I'm 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 slightly frustrated because I do believe there isn't a tag team issue. I I, I don't think there is. I think the problem is we have to remember that AEW was built to have a tag team division that mattered and they're not doing it. It, it. It's not because there's a tag issue. We as fans have a problem. I freaking love tag team wrestling. I love trios wrestling. I, I don't care what it is. Like I love seeing guys learn how to work with their partners super well. Um, unfortunately, they stay, they're kind of the tag team guys end up being a lot of the mid card and they use them as mid card and, and, Mark Quinn has matches alone all the time. Uh, Anthony Bowens is having matches alone all the time right now. Um, and those things are, are driving me crazy about AEW's tag team division. They're tag teams. You care about tag team wrestling, do tag team matches. It's, right. it, it's a simple formula to me. Um, but for some reason, we don't, we don't understand it in, uh, as bookers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Listen, there's a reason why I'm not a professional wrestling booker. You know, I'm sure that there are things that I just won't be able to understand, and that's perfectly fine, and I'm willing to admit that. Can I ask you a quick question, though, before we move on from this tag team? By by the way, I agree. I think the Lucha Pro should probably go over, but if if FTR got the titles, not only would I not be surprised, I I don't think I'd be mad. I don't think I'd be mad. 100%. I mean, I love FTR, right? So uh, I think that helps, but from a booking standpoint, I don't think I'd be mad. I think I would yeah. be like, okay, that's cool. It would make sense. 
Mm-hmm. That means to me that FTR's got the Lucha Bros number. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But here's where I'm a little bit confused, Tony, and maybe you can go ahead and kind of fill me in. What the hell happened to the freaking pinnacle? Yeah, so that was actually – I meant to say this, um, and and thanks for bringing it back. Sure, yeah, because, I mean, that FTR is my... like now – like they're hanging yeah. out with Malachi Black and Andrade, and I'm like, well, hold so, on for one second. Where, right. So where's that was, FDF and Ward now they have like a random WWE yeah. – faction almost it's funny but um but yeah so that was actually one of the things i was thinking anti ftr winning this match is because then what's what the, the pinnacle is still weird to me um i think aw does have a problem with too many factions there's like 37 of them <laughs> you're um, telling me brother and yeah. uh, uh and again aw mark here and i'm willing to admit there's too many um i i like uh real quick i don't know if you caught it but i love that um the the whole best friends group is part of chaos now which is so so i saw that today um but uh the problem with ftr is ftr was sorry not ftr the pinnacle was always created to just take down chris jericho and not even the inner circle the idea was that mjf couldn't do it alone he's sneaky and sly yeah he was going to take them down um, and so it's fresh, it's frustrating to me because then you have Sean Spears who should be phenomenal and he's used as the fall guy all the time. Uh, he's got that Sammy Guevara slot as opposed to, you know, Wardlow who has the Jake Hager slot, but yeah. really, really he's a, he's a big guy and he's a great in-ring wrestler. I don't know. It's interesting. Um, and then MJF is kind of doing his thing. I like that they've made it a kind of a money exchange stuff that's going on with. So like they're bounty hunters. Yeah. So like, so I can, I can, I can get behind. They have MJF getting money because FTR is able to go and do these things for Andrade. So that's so it's like a mafia thing. It's like Andrade comes over to to, to MJF and be like, Hey, listen, Mm -hmm. I got a job for your boys. So what they keep doing every show after FTR does something that helps Andrade out is they get uh, MJF gets cash. Um, so so that works a little bit, but it, it's not going to work forever, especially because, as I'm sure you can probably tell, the House of Black is coming down the road, too. And so we have another faction that's coming at some point. Um, and FTR is probably not going to be in it or, and, unless the pinnacle just disappears. Um it's just, it's weird. That- well, not to mention, then you can also go ahead and do the storyline of like, well, hold on, is FTR getting anything out of this, or is it just MJF getting paid yeah. and he's just using FTR? Because all of a sudden, enjoyed- there, yeah. there goes the, there's the blow up right there, right? So yeah, okay. One thing I do love about the Pinnacle, and and this is what f- kind of frustrates me about it not, um, being a fully fledged group, and it's the same thing. I mean, the the Nightmare Family is kind of trash too right but um the the pinnacle thing what i love is they're all non-gimmick wrestlers who like that's their thing right like ftr is that we are hardcore guys who are going to get in here and beat the crap out of you right they're not uh, no flips just fists exactly and it's still their thing and i love that because the 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 young bucks their gimmick is a hundred percent that they have all this money, right? Their gimmick is that they are the elite. Their gimmick Bro, is. Bro, can I just say that they rocked the hats back last night, which was Wednesday oh, yeah. for those of you who are listening to this, because this will drop on Friday. 
the comparisons to trips and Shawn Michaels back in DX oh, in 97. So fun. Hysterical. And I'm I like, oh my it. God, that's so true. I love it. And you um, got like, I think it's Mark or, uh, Mark or Matt. I can't remember who it is, but I, the night after All Out, they were he was rocking the earring with the chain that came across to the nose ring. I was uh-huh. like, what are you wearing? What is <laughs> yeah. this? But I'm I, like, I that's good. such a diva thing. And I'm like, that's yeah. them. That yeah. is their gimmick. And I'm like, yeah. I can respect that. You know? yeah. And so, and so obviously it's not like this all over the world, but in the States, Lucha is a gimmick. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, so you have that. Right. Um, and, and so FTR are just Southern boys, right. They're mm-hmm. just, that's who they are dialed up to 110%. Yeah. Um, and so, and that's, that's what the pinnacle is. Um, it's a rich snobby, just kid who's going to get out there beat the crap out of you and be sure. sly. Sean Spears is just going to hit you. Wardlow literally is just, Higher point, gun, he's right? probably gonna run through you. Yeah. yeah, they are the most non-gimmicky gimmick there is, right? Like when it comes to these factions, and I think there's so much potential with yeah. the pinnacle. And I'm with you. Where are they? What are they doing? I don't know. I do know Wardlow's um, Wardlow came out um, to to fight on Wednesday, and he did still have the pinnacle in his Titantron. Um, and then I think FTR also has the pinnacle in their Titantron. So, it's by the way, I know that Wardlow thing. and MJF are kind of headed towards a breakup, and I'm yeah, kind of looking well, forward to that. Well, it's been great. I don't know how I don't know how much you noticed, but. So they've been doing stuff like that, right? Like recently, like, you know, get behind me or Sean Spears, you're going to watch him now. Yeah. Um, and, and on Wednesday when Sean Spears couldn't be there, even commentary was like, if you're wondering where Sean Spears is, it's, you know, um, so it was kind of funny. But anyway, uh, they uh, they are, I totally lost my train of thought there. Sorry. <laughs> That's all good. Uh, but yes, they, so Wardlow, Wardlow and, yeah. and MJF. So um, they've been literally sowing seeds with this since pretty much the first time Wardlow showed up. Um, like, yeah, when he had the cage match with Cody. And, yep. And so I love it. I love how they long-term storyline and i mean that's what we're getting with our main event from this card right is long-term booking it's probably the reason why people are considering this the biggest main event in aew history right absolutely yeah Yeah. well i I like your insight on that i I think that the moment that wardlow finally turns his back on mjf and it'll be um i want to be really careful with this because mjf is not quite at that level yet but it'll be very reminiscent of batista turning on triple h and i think and I think that's a compliment yeah. um, whether or not MJF is on the way to becoming a, you know, iconic figure like triple H was back in the mid two thousands is to be seen whether or not Wardlow can even sniff what Batista did can be seen, but you kind of get those vibes a little bit. And that's yeah. a comp. That's a cool thing. I like that. I dig that. And I'm okay with it. I want to, Oh, I'm sorry. You were going to say one more oh, thing. Please go saying, ahead. Um, there is, there is a lot of talk that, um, a lot of people think Hangman is the next champion, but they do think MJF will beat Hangman for the title. Um, and, and so there's a lot of talk about how close are we to to MJF being that main eventer um, because he can do it, definitely. Is he ready to carry this company? Not yet, maybe in a year. Actually, maybe. I would have told, I actually might tell, um, I, I would have told you that if he would have beaten Mox at All Out last year, I wouldn't, I, I would have been okay with it. I actually think he's been ready, um, yeah. but that that's me. And here's sure. the, it's funny that you say that you think Hangman's going to win. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but <laughs> the problem is Brian Danielson and Miro. And, and I'm going to get to that in just a moment. But before we get there, one match that I'm absolutely 
uh, you know what? Let's just talk about it now because it's the mess that I'm most looking forward to. I am okay. CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. <laughs> so I see how excited you are. Keep and... it together. Let's keep it together. Okay. <clears throat> I mentioned at the beginning of this broadcast. Look at me talking like a journalist. Hey. <laughs> I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, um, broadcast, podcast, radio show, whatever you want to call it, doesn't matter. It's interesting when you start watching a program that gives you access to someone you never knew existed. And when you finally see them, you realize, oh, sweet Lord, what have I been missing? Absolutely. That's Eddie Kingston to me. 110%. I could have gone 30 years, Tony, without knowing who the heck Eddie Kingston was. I'm being dead honest. Okay. I'm just being honest. I, I, I know of Brian Danielson, a.k.a. now Daniel Bryan, obviously, then Daniel Bryan, now Brian Danielson again. I knew of him for a long time. CM Punk, he came into my life in 2006 and never left. It was one of the greatest things of all time. And Samoa, he left. And, he's and still- he left, and he's still been in my life. <laughs> I've been a CM Punk mark for a long time, and I'm not jumping off that bandwagon anytime soon. Um, I am one of those few people who thinks that he's doing absolutely wonderful things for those of you that, for those people who think that he's just boring, just take a chill pill, just take a chill pill. He's like, okay, he was gone for seven years. He's not going to go ahead and be automatically the greatest thing, the Mm -hmm. best thing on God's green. Yeah, He's not, but at the same time, he's he's been pretty spectacular. Like Brian so, Danielson was just in WrestleMania. So right. Yeah. Like if so Brian Danielson just got done main eventing for the biggest company on earth. Like just there's two, there's two different scenarios here. People. Very different. Very yeah. different. So Bravo, I knew of all these age. people. There's, you know, and then I knew of Samoa Joe and AJ and all these people. But the one person I never knew about was Eddie Kingston. So Eddie Kingston comes into my life last year after he 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 comes in and challenges Cody for the TNT title. And him and Cody put on a banger. And I was like, well, how interesting is this guy, this New York dude who was basically a white gangster, but like hilarious at the same time. It's tremendous. He's himself, obviously. He's just himself. himself. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's a, you know, who, by the way, I've been meaning to talk about this, but I haven't. And I'm just going to mention this a little bit right now. And I'm going to go ahead and talk about it in another podcast because I don't want to take too much time on it. But have you noticed the parallels between Eddie Kingston and Kevin Owens? And no, it's not because they're both fat. Let me be very clear. <laughs> Because I, I, because people are jerks. They're like, oh, the only reason why you think that they're similar is because they're both short and fat. I'm like, shut up. No, they like both I'm- cut <laughs> excellent. They're, they're both two of the best talkers in the business today. Oh, yeah. And then from a wrestling standpoint, I think KO might be a little, like, might be a step ahead of Eddie Kingston. I think, I like, think he's a few steps ahead of Kenny. Uh, he's a Eddie few Kingston steps in the ring. In the ring. But then overall, I think they're both incredibly similar. Um, and I think that's a compliment to, I hope that, that people will take that as a compliment towards Eddie Kingston. Cause I view Kevin Owens in very high regard. Oh yeah. I'm oh, a yeah. huge Kevin Owens fan. If there was Kevin, no Kevin Owens, Owens fan. if there was no Kevin Owens and or Sami Zayn, I'm not watching wrestling right now. Truly. Like, Ke- uh, yeah, l- listen, I, the reason I'm here right now. I'm really upset. The fact that they turned Kevin Owens back heel on Monday night raw. Actually, I've actually enjoyed his baby face run and I really wanted them to do something of value with it. But sure. if this means that I'm going to get KO in the main event scene and actually get a KO biggie feud, I'm not mad at it. Yeah. What and you can so enjoy ever. every minute of that before he comes over to the real promotion. AEW. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> genuinely scared. I'm genuinely scared of him showing up on AEW television. In I really think it's going to happen. Not Rushmore, baby. I really, uh, yeah. I'm scared 
for a couple of reasons. One, I won't see him on Monday or Friday nights anymore. And then two, the the pro. Well, I know he's not on Fridays anymore. He's only on Mondays. But you know, no, but he will be. He will be. Oh, well, yeah, he will be because he'll be back on. He'll he'll be showing up on Rampage. You're right, but he's not going to be on USA or Fox. He'll be showing up on TNT or TBS. It's, I mean, it is yeah. it is what it is. The, the the reason I'm scared though is I want them to be very careful with growing their roster and then making sure that they have enough places to put somebody there. Sure. And a guy like Kevin Owens is of big value, and I don't want him to just show up and then he's barely on TV. He's sure. he warrants a lot more than that, and so I need him. And I need I all elite wrestling to be very careful with that. That being said, I go back to what I was saying, Eddie and Kingston and Kevin Owens. There's a lot of parallels and I'd like to discuss it some other time, but that yeah. being said, I come back. Eddie Kingston to me has been something that I would, it's, it's a refreshment of sorts. It's mm-hmm. he, his, his rawness on the mic is, is just, let me, wow. let me it's say remarkable. this. I'm, I'm going to say one other name and I want you just to think about it for a quick second. John Silver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who is John Silver before a pandemic? Nobody. No, Nobody no. knows who this guy is. And what happens is he shows up, he gets an opportunity. And what does Tony Khan allow him to do? Be himself. Yeah. Also okay. helped that he was with Brody. And I think that the, with the yeah. dark order and everything that happened with Brody, shout out to Brody, RIP. I'm, RIP. Um, I'm with always. you always. Yeah. Exalted one shirt right now. Oh, I, I, I noticed I, that, brother. That's I, awesome. I, I'm, I'm with you, but it, but truly, what happened was BTE, where he got to be himself, mm-hmm. um, and then that translated into TV because Tony Khan saw he's just funny on BTE. Everyone's laughing. Here he is. Um, Eddie Kingston was allowed to just be himself. Same thing with MJF. MJF. Oh my goodness, this guy says some things on TV that shouldn't be said about anybody's mom, um, let alone his own that he just said in an interview. MJF is an um, absolute utter savage. Yeah, he like just called his his own mom a slut, like on in an interview. I, I dude, like, I read oh. that Chris Jericho thought he crossed the line. I was like, if uh, tell oh, if yeah. Chris Jericho is the one that's telling you yeah. cross the line, I think you might have crossed. The line. Oh man, in Cincinnati, he crossed the line. But oh, yeah. anyway, so so. What is Love going MJF, on in, what's going on in AEW? And it's all about Eddie Kingston. Yes, I'm with you. But what's going on in AEW is people are allowed to be themselves, sometimes too far, but they are allowed to be themselves and explore and, and have somebody go, hey, hey, you went too far. Let's reel it in. And they can go, okay, my bad, and do that. Um, and so that's that's what excites me so much about Eddie Kingston. I mean, Eddie Kingston and Miro, silence. No one's talking about it. That match was amazing. My God, that match. They had a banger in Queens. Oh my God, that match was amazing. So here we are now. um, And and like, we're going to have Miro later being great as well because he's allowed to be himself. Mm -hmm. Um, But here we have... Eddie Kingston, who, like you said, he, who was this guy? He literally was, he literally sold his boots. Like he had to borrow boots because he had to sell them because his life was, was nothing. And here he gets the opportunity in AEW. I, I praise them on this one for sure. They took nothing. They let two guys who could talk do what they did best, gave them microphones, said, Hey, you got 15 minutes. And what do they do? This is now the most anticipated match on this card. 
bar none. I, I, I am all, I, I really want Hangman to beat Kenny Omega and I'm going to cry if that's what happens. I really will cry. I cried when CM Punk came back. It happened. Um, but when I'm telling oh, you- I genuinely welled oh, up dude, with tears. And, 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 and I wasn't punk. even a CM Punk guy. I wasn't even yeah. a CM Punk. I missed that whole that whole Bro, run, and I still I, cried when he came. Listen, I don't have cable. <laughs> not, to, not, not to go on a diatribe. I don't even have cable. But I was on Instagram and on Twitter. I was going back and forth. I was like, has it happened yet? Is it like, are, is this real people? Oh. And then my friend, Shout out to the Thunderous Wizard, who has been a co-host of mine for a multitude of occasions. Um, and he's been a guest on the show on so many different other occasions. Text me. It's like, it happened. And I was like, it, just, it did? It just happened. It did? Okay. I'll wait till it hits YouTube. And yeah. I was I was already, and I didn't even have to wait till YouTube because AEW on TNT and All Elite and BR Wrestling and everybody and their mother already had it on Instagram within Beautiful. five minutes. And I was like... I'm oh. there. I feel like I'm in Chicago right now. I'm right. getting welled up right now. I'm Dude, genuinely I know serious. I'm with you. I'm with it's, you. It was a um, it was a moment in time. <laughs> it really was. 100. So, but but to my point, what what did AEW do? They let two guys who could talk get us invested in something. They let them probably truly cross the line. There's probably some real heat that is that was there but buried and now whatever that now like Eddie Kingston's really pissed off about Punk's probably like ah, whatever but Eddie Kingston's legitimately pissed uh, which is and, hilarious because Punk is pissed off about everything but yes oh, yep yeah, yep yeah. uh, but he's he's had seven years to mature that Eddie Kingston doesn't have uh, but but truly this this match is one of the most anticipated if not the most anticipated match on this card above what better be the main event just saying um, above the main event because they let two guys who can talk talk novel idea i know it's it's who, who would have thought um but that is why we're excited about eddie kingston because the dude can talk he can go too for a big guy he can go um yeah. it's phenomenal again that match with miro if anybody's watching this and they're like who's eddie kingston watch his match with well miro. no i mean don't just watch the match um, with miro watch watch the watch the world title match at last year's full gear with mox you know, watch phenomenal. Watch the tag team title match with him and Mox I think his match the Bucks. with Miro is better. Oh, that one was great. Yeah, oh, like oh, that, that was great. No, and I agree oh. with you. Yes, the match with Miro was better than the one with Mox. Don't get me wrong. I agree, but like Eddie Kingston can go. That's what yeah. I'm trying to get at. And so, okay, let me let me let me get in here real quick because yes, this is the match that I'm most stoked for on this pay per view, and there's no question about it. Like. <laughs> Should Hangman and Kenny Omega pay-per-view? Yes, of course they should. But I'm also the person that was saying, I won't be mad. And I actually thought that Punk and Darby should have probably main evented it all out. I really thought that. I really thought that. I was glad they did I'm kind of surprised it didn't. But I, I understood too, yeah. Yeah, and, 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 but I, and I'm glad it probably didn't. That's I'm fine with it. Like, I was like, okay, Omega and Christian Cage should probably main event. And not to mention... You know Cole and, and and Danielson showing up. I was like, okay, of course Darby and and, yeah. and Punk were going to make it. But at the same time, I was like, hindsight, hindsight was this was yeah, beautiful. But I was like, I saw about Paul White, the Paul White match. I was like, this is where they put that. The whole time after every match, I was like, Paul White and freaking QT Marshall haven't wrestled yet. Why is that not happened yet? And then the next match. Paul White and QTM wrestling. Well, and then it goes on just before the main event. I was I was livid, dude. I was so mad. You the I was talking to my buddy. I was pissed. And then in the end, hindsight, man, I was so happy. They let the crowd calm down. People got to get their snacks because nobody cared about it, including myself. Uh, I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> like it was, it was, it was great. Anyway, yeah. carry on. No, it's all good. Um, okay. When 
First of all, Brian Danielson and Eddie Kingston had a banger of a match in the semifinals. Oh, yeah, that was good. Okay. It, it, oh. I mean, people are going to watch that. People keep watching that match. I've already, like, you know, people are asking what's the best match of the year. I know what my match, my match of the year has been for about seven months, and it hasn't changed. I still haven't watched a bet- match better than the match that I watched seven months ago, and it's still to this day the best match I've seen in 2021. That being said, I understand that a lot of people have said Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson in the semifinals on Dynamite was the best match of the year to them. Oh, I will kindly disagree, but I understand. From that moment on, everything that happened with him showing up backstage and interrupting Shivani and Punk, I was like, take my money immediately. Beautiful. And Beautiful. I hadn't even seen the promo from last Friday yet because it hadn't occurred. I was like, yeah. take my money. And then Punk shows up on Wednesday. After, by the way, again, Mox, hope you're doing good, brother. I Absolutely. wish you the best with everything that's going on. I wish Renee and the kid the best. Like, I really do. Um, and I, and I'm, I can't wait for him to return healthy, strong, mentally and emotionally. Got that book right Doesn't here. have to. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I, I, I'm hearing very good things about the book, by the way. I'm only a few chapters in. It's great. Okay. How are you enjoying it so far? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's the most, it's the most Mox thing you'll ever read. Of course. Yeah. It's the most Mox thing you'll ever read. I I hope (laughs) that he doesn't trash Roman and Seth in that. I hope that he's actually. I haven't gotten that far, but. I hope I'm, I'm hoping he doesn't because in the same way that Roman and Seth needed Ambrose, Ambrose 1000% needed Seth and Roman. Yeah, I don't think he will. He loves I don't him. think he will either. I, I think he's very, I think he's still very good friends with those two. And I hope that that's yeah, still the case. I agree. So, um, so when Punk sat down and cut his promo that Wednesday night, where he talked very well about Mox and then went to Kingston, I was like, this is about to get spicy real soon. I wasn't was too beautiful. sure how soon. And so how he did it, it was great. Punk is a master of the mic. Oh yeah. And then Friday comes Tony brother let me let me explain this to you right now because i, I so t- i'm still trying to figure i think that cm punk is the baby face in this feud i'm pretty sure that cm punk is the baby yeah. face in this feud but well, at the actually, same time both baby faces right now in a way yes but yeah. to me i would say like for example after i watched the match with brian danielson i was like we are weeks away from Mox and Kingston both going heel and tearing apart AEW. Well, and from what I hear, that was the plan. That was the plan. And I'm glad. Yeah. And by the way, because I mean, he destroyed Evil Uno. Was it Evil Uno? Or I'm, one, no, of the, uh, one of the ten. Dark Order. Thank you. Excuse me. Because he, he was oh, like man, ripping his mask you. off, everything. <laughs> like I was like, oh, Mox is going it was, mega heel I, right now. Well, it was so funny because I was ready for that match. I was like, okay, good. He's going to make 10 look great. Like I'm so excited. Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Ran him over. Ran him over. He 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 done. Oh my god. I I was like, this I like this Mox. Done, and done so after after the match with Danielson, I was like, Kingston, I think that's where Kingston is going over the edge. And so when I saw the promo happening on Friday, from the moment that Eddie Kingston walked down to the ring with no music, I was like, this got good really quick right, and you right. knew it was going to be epic oh yeah. you just you kind of ha- it was there was there was this inkling in the air in st <laughs> louis you're like something smells good something's about to happen this is what pro it was one of those moments where you knew oh yeah it's about this, to go down this is why i love pro wrestling this is it's why exactly why i love yeah. promos and pro wrestling right and so bro they they spit fire like 
I'm surprised I didn't see microphones melting melting out of their hands. Oh yeah, the things that Eddie oh, yeah. Kingston <laughs> got away with in that promo, the things that Punk got away with in that promo. And by the way, it's it's fair to say that if you look at it from a from from a critiquing standpoint, I'm pretty sure Kingston smoked Punk. There's not many times that Punk gets smoked on the mic. Kingston smoked it. on the mic, and uh, I, Punk. I don't think Punk has done his best work yet. And, 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 and now not, this was I his best work as of now, but you're so right. Far, yeah. This but is. I, I, I don't mean this negatively at all. Yeah. But when you are under a system that doesn't allow for that, and even like, I mean, he even said like his pipe bomb wasn't as far as he wanted to go. Um, like, which is crazy the, to me, cr- insane because that's the best promo of all time. Um, man, that was. I still watch the pipe bomb at least like three times a year. Um, um, there's, but- <laughs> a, there's another promo that I actually love more than the pipe bomb. Um, I'll tell it to you after the show because sure. it, it, it's a promo that my co- <laughs> my co-host will tell me. I He hates that promo. And I'm like, you're an idiot for hating that promo. And I love you, Ross. I do. But again, <laughs> the John Cena breaking the fourth wall on Roman Reigns in 2017. I can't believe oh, yeah, that you yeah, hate yeah. that promo. But I understand I, why. Because he I saw that. I saw that. Because he buried Roman Reigns great. alive. And it's hilarious. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's okay. Uh, Look where Roman Punk, Reigns is now. <laughs> oh, yeah. But Punk hasn't done his... I think there's still a little bit of a mental block there. And not in a bad way. There's just a little bit of a mental block where he still is like can i say that right well i think eddie a lot of kingston it also has, has to do never with, held back in his yeah. life eddie yeah, no, eddie kingston never doesn't held back in his life bro i'm sure that, the, the, that he didn't even hold back on his vows with his wife i'm sure that he was probably <laughs> the raunchiest mofo on earth when he said some things i'm sure i don't know i mean he probably i just Punk probably cut a promo, promo on wwe while in the middle of his, his marriage yeah because he just got fired it's hilarious yeah <laughs> but the funny thing is that I don't know if it's a necessarily uh, Punk's not sure if I can what I can get away with or what I can't get away with. I think it's also more he's really pandering to the crowd right now sure, and sure. just having fun with them. And yeah, not he still being, goes, do you guys want this match? And yeah. Like, oh, yeah. dude. Uh, well, yeah. Like he's like, what do you think, St. Louis? And I'm like, which is my least. Does it really matter what St. Louis thinks? Bill? Also, it's obvious. What yeah, they want no, right no now. kidding. Of course we want that. Punk. <laughs> Come on, man. Come he could have just said, "I hear you, St. Louis." Yeah, I would have been perfectly fine with it. I, I, I would have, I would have. Heck, I, if I were punk, I would have been like, "I hear you, television audience. I hear you." Right? Because, <laughs> like we were all chanting the same thing. Like we were all yeah. St. Louis that night. Just going. And nuts. so everything that happened, everything that was said, you know, and punk reacting with the headbutt because Kingston was trying to make him react. I was like, "Yo, this is absolute butter gold." <laughs> so now I'm here to tell you right now. The Punk Kingston promo from last Friday night has entered the chat for promo of the year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, for sure. It Absolutely. is the promo of the year to me. Nothing yeah. can top that unless they yeah. outdo themselves tomorrow, which will be today if you're listening to this on Friday. Like if Punk and Kingston go at it on the mic one more time, you better get ready. Bring yeah. your umbrellas and make sure that they are not soaked <laughs> with kerosene. Yeah. Um, so I watched also the, 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 the package that they threw that AEW did that it's just Eddie by himself and that he's talking about like punk. I am your karma <sighs> boy. Truly, if you're not hyped for this match, dude, I don't know what else to tell you. And, and here, here's the thing is, is if you look at the calendar, like <laughs> we, this is happening like days 
before this pay-per-view. Yeah. Days before they the booked this match a week and a half before the pay-per-view. Could you imagine if they gave Dude. this a freaking two month build? But also it doesn't need it, right? No, because, no absolutely because, not. They got me, they got me hooked immediately. The well, moment and here's here's why. Here's why I love this company. I, I, I say this all the time on 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 my podcast, Can Heat Podcast. I say this all the time. Go listen this, to Can't Heat Podcast. <laughs> go listen to it. Go ahead. Shameless, shameless plug. This this is why I trust AEW with my entertainment. Hands down. This is why I trust AEW with my entertainment. Because because they did it with Christian Cage, right? I didn't care about that. They brought, I know I kind of buried it a little bit, but they brought the Impact title into the mix. And next thing you know, now I care about this match when I was very much looking forward to something else, right? Like Punk, I was looking forward to something else. And now he, I wanted Orange Cassidy for sure. Now here we are, here we are. And it's, it's CM Punk, Eddie Kingston, something I didn't know I needed in my life. And now I'm gonna get what I didn't know I needed. Uh, this this right here is it's uh, magic. It's the gospel of AEW, is what this is. Yes. Um, it, it, and this is why I trust them with my entertainment. The, this, you know, this match. these two guys are everything that the independent circuit represents, and it's hilarious because Punk has eclipsed. Punk is one of those few people that, at least to me, and not everybody's going to agree with this sentiment, and I can understand why, but Punk is one of those few people that in a weird way has eclipsed what is professional wrestling, but yet he's still the indie darling. It's weird because Punk is bigger than a lot than what people think he is, but Uh they still view him as, oh, he's the little guy. It's like Punk's not a little guy anymore. Punk hasn't been a little guy for 15 years. Yep. Right, the, the the summer of punk elevated him to something different, you know. The two thousand, the four hundred thirty four day reign of WWE champion elevated to something different, which is something insane. Because I, I was gonna mention this earlier, but um, as something that AEW doesn't do, which I love, is they don't do really quick turnarounds on titles. Yeah, uh, and w- WWE will they turn around champions in the same night. True, but to be fair, Roman Roman just eclipsed eclipsed Punk. And I'm not trying to say this negatively, but Mm -hmm. I mean, like in a company that does do stuff like that, where they flip titles, um, they have a lot of gimmicky things that will force titles out of people's hands. Sure. Uh, One of my least favorite things ever was when they were like, oh, uh, (laughs) while, while Lesnar was the champion and not on TV for months at a time, uh, they literally told um, the Miz, "Oh, you haven't defended your title in five weeks. We're going to vacate it if you don't wrestle." Anyway, so a company, a company that's weird like that. That's a good shout, brother. And, and CM Punk, CM Punk was able to have the summer of Punk, right? That tells me, and and the back hated him. No one hates CM Punk on this planet more than Triple H and Vince McMahon. Like no one hates this guy more than. I'm most honestly, I I think I'm actually starting to think that. Trips didn't hate him as much as people think sure, they, sure, they sure. did, and I'm sure that the, I'm sure that on the trip side, I I, I think that the blood is gone. I Without think more- NXT, I hate Triple H way more because of NXT. I respect Triple H so much because he was able to put together a product where he didn't bury people all the time, right. which shows you how much like maybe he wasn't as influential in the back as we thought he may have been during some of those times when he was just drowning everybody. Sure. Um, but uh, what I'm trying to say is in that CM Punk, the indie guy, this, 
I mean, to a to WWE, the guy with a stupid name, we love it. But to WWE, the guy with a stupid name, this doesn't make sense. And what happens? He becomes the guy everybody wished was on their cups, right? Like he, I know that's one of his favorite things to say. But truly, everybody got ice cream bars in Chicago, brother. I know, right? Um, but truly, that's the thing. Everybody, everybody loves this guy, um, and now he gets the opportunity to put on what's going to be a banger with Eddie Kingston um, that's already a banger on the mic. And we're excited because CM Punk, like you said, he's eclipsed some of the crazy things and that that there is a ceiling that he should have never even come close to. And this dude needed a whole nother ladder after that ceiling just to keep going. Because anyway, yeah. long we're, tangent. No, 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 but, but it's okay because I, that's the thing. And, I, and that's what I want people to also remember. And I can say this because I'm a punk mark. We have to realize Punk and Brian Danielson, they're not these, they're not these, and by the way, AJ Styles too, they're not these indie darlings anymore. Yep. These guys are bona fide megastars mm-hmm. that started small, right? Yep. But they've eclipsed things. Like, dude, yeah. WrestleMania 30? Yeah, no, Brian Danielson is never looking back ever again. You know, that's the reason why he was easily the biggest signing that AEW has ever had. Yeah, hundred percent. People can say, "Oh, it was, it was, it was the entire Cody and 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 the Bucks and, they and, and Omega and Jericho." Bucks. I'm like, "Yeah, they needed that." But you, bro, there is easily nothing bigger of a free agent signing than Brian Danielson right now. Yep, or, or CM Punk, by the way. And so, because of that, we have to remember they're not the little guys anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think. That's what makes Kingston's side so real and so authentic because he's like, yo, everybody views you in this limelight. Yeah. You're not that guy. You haven't been that guy in years. Not to mention when you were that little guy, you were thinking that your ego was, that your ego made you think that you were bigger than everybody else. He really, he literally said like, you you went to this thing that you have completely dismissed. Like Punk has dismissed basically his WWE run. Yeah, um, and and he said like you went and did that and you buried me on the way. Like yeah, you left it's me great. in the mud. And and now he's like, in some ways, how dare you bury right. that WWE? Oh and, oh, and not to mention that's who this you is are. This is where you start to question Punk because question then because then Punk starts to go ahead and say, well, it wasn't just me. It was it was yep. Danielson. And it was these guys too. And it's just like, well, that's a very heel thing for somebody to say, even though they're yep. a baby face, like try to put the blame from them to someone else. And I'm like, this is what, that's what makes this feud and this rivalry and this program so Absolutely. gosh darn entertaining. I'm like, they are hitting everything they need to hit to make yep. this thing work. And I'm like, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Tony Khan is even writing anything. I think the only people that are making this work and that's not disrespectful to Khan. I'm just saying that I think that yep. Punk and Eddie Kingston are writing this entire scenario and everybody else just just sitting I, down and going for the ride. I'm with you. I, I honestly believe that no one is going to be more surprised by how insane that match is than Tony Khan. Like, Agreed. Tony Khan is going to, and in a good way, he's going to go, my God, Eddie Kingston is one of the best hires I've ever had. 1000%. And then picking up that CM Punk, that legendary status, who isn't quite as old as Jericho, but is still a really like, uh, to, I'm not going to say Punk is bigger than Jericho, because I don't think that that's true. I still think that Jericho is bigger than Punk. 
But what J- what Punk Punk had that moment that is a moment that to me I don't really think Jericho's had even when he won the undisputed world championship by beating The Rock and Stone Cold on the same night. Like yep. it, it, it's hard. I don't I, I don't like to compare it because I don't think it's fair. But I Punk has a moment that not a lot of people have. It's very special, and therefore it puts him on a level that not a lot of people can say they've ever been to. So that would it makes this match. Whew, again, I'm just I'm boy howdy. I'm okay with this match main eventing. It's not going to, right. but I would be one thousand percent okay with Word. with it if it did. Um, there are two additional matches that I 1000% want to discuss, but I want to, I, I, I'm also very weary of time. So um, I think I'm going to go at the end. We'll just go ahead and I'll, I'll have you give picks on the other matches, just like actual picks. But sure. the two matches that I want to go ahead and make sure that we discuss are the top, the tourney final, which is what we're going to discuss right now. And then we'll get into uh, Kenny and, and hangman uh, right sure. after that. But Brian Danielson, Miro, number one contendership on the line here. Um, now, of course, you know, had it not been for Mox going to rehab, we were going to probably get Mox versus Danielson in the yeah. final. Yep. They replaced, interestingly enough, they replaced Mox with Miro and they had him go over on Orange Cassidy instead of Orange Cassidy getting a bye. A lot of people weren't in agreement with that. I am. And the reason I'll tell you, is, uh, the reason is why. I love Orange Cassidy. I really love Orange Cassidy. His feud last year with Chris Jericho, did wonders for him. Here's yeah. the problem, Tony. As soon as that Jericho feud was over, Cassidy was nowhere to be found. And I mean, of course, he's been on television all the time. But to me, I thought that by him beating Jericho, it should have propelled him like to a bigger status. And I feel like he's in the same yeah. place that he was right before the Jericho feud. Like, here was the perfect thing that they could have done with Orange Cassidy. Put him on the TNT title at some point last year. Mm-hmm. That would have been the real moment, right? Because I'm not saying that Orange Cassidy needs to eight, win the AEW World Title. If they want to, sure. But he's not one of those guys that needs to win the AEW World Title. I, I would be surprised if he actually won it more than once in his career. I'm just being honest. But had they given Cassidy the buy, and then you get Danielson versus Cassidy. That to me, brother, is just not a big enough number one contendership final. Like no disrespect to Cassidy, yeah. I just view it that way. Here's here's why I disagree. Okay. Um, because after the Mosa Mayhem, which was ridiculous, uh, after that match that, was that match had no reason <laughs> to be as good as it ended up. Being. <laughs> it really had no that match was, was incredibly entertaining and it had no right of being that it was one of those things i was telling myself i was excited about and i wasn't but i was telling myself i was and then it was phenomenal um <laughs> it was but, very fun to watch but here's here's another time that AEW did something amazing with no time to build kenny omega versus pack versus orange cassidy one of the best triple threats i've ever seen in my life it was tremendous right it was tremendous i'll and give so, you that but that's that, the highlight out of an enti- like a 14 sure, months worth. That's sure. the only thing like I, I would have expected but I more, think, but that's fair. I think it elevated him to a place where we can be excited for him versus Brian Danielson. Um, and so I, I would have loved to see that match, but I still think this is the right booking decision. 
Um, so I, I'm, I'm with you. I think Miro stepping into that is, is good. And then ultimately um, this match, Miro versus Brian Danielson, I do think I'm more excited than I would be currently for Brian Danielson versus Orange Cassidy. I want to see that match down the line. But currently, I think this is great because Miro needed a place to start moving him into the main event. Um, that's the only reason he loses the TNT title in my exactly. mind. Exactly. Is to move him into the main event. Well, that and of course it puts Sammy Guevara in a different spot. But yes, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so and Miro didn't need the TNT title. I think it really helped him, but I don't think he needed it any longer, especially. And so that's why Sammy Guevara has it. And it makes sense. It is a mid-card title. I know Tony contrast to say it's not, it is a mid-card title. It works for the mid-card guys. Like it's, it's, it's great. And so um, he shouldn't have it anymore. Anyway, I think this is going to be great match. I think um, I, I want to go back before and before Saturday, I'm going to, I'm going to watch a Daniel Bryan versus Rusev match because I can't wait They're to see how there. I can't wait to see how much better this one is going to be. Um, because and that's not to say that Rusev couldn't hang in 2015 because if sure. you watch the matches with John Cena at WrestleMania and the yep. two events after that, he can very much hang. Oh yeah, very yeah, he, much can. Absolutely, um, his character work right now is the best character work he's had in his career. I think um, potentially, arguably, with what you just talked about. Um, that's, that's uh, I'll give you that even better yeah. than like, you know, the, the, the Bulgarian brute at the beginning of his yeah. WWE roster, which is tremendous. Yeah. But yes, I agree. Yeah. But again, that was a racial heel stereotype that WWE loves that to is do. Fair. Um, and this is just Miro being a guy who is, who is just a brute. Doesn't matter yeah. if he's from Bulgaria and, and he or not. Really, and he truly believes his, that his God is the one behind him. Oh, I love this game. The Redeemer. So it's actually very fun. What was it? Was it back to Eddie Kingston. My man. Yeah. Redeem these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I saw him wearing that T-shirt in that promo that you were talking about earlier, the, that video package. And I love that. Um, I'm also kind of mad. Quick shout out um, here. But they uh, – that this gimmick I literally wrote in my head 10 years ago. Um, like this, this, this really was like me as a guy who like, of course is fat and out of shape and is never going to be a wrestler. Wants to be a wrestler. <laughs> um, it's like, yo, I'm going to be like Tony church, right? Like I'm, I'm a Christian. Like I'm going to be like, Oh, I'm, I'm great. Like everyone loves me. And the next thing you know, like I'm going to get this title and then I'm just going to be like, and it's all because of my God and I'm the best. And like, it's this whole thing. And my head gets all big. Like I really, I literally wrote that uh, Dax Harwood. Dax Harwood did my finisher on TV this week and it kind of broke my heart because Roman stole my other finisher. Anyway, long story. <laughs> um, all of uh, that, that's for you and me later, but um, all of that to say this uh, Miro is doing amazing work right now. Um, he's, I wish he was on TV in the ring a little bit more since he lost his TNT title, but I love that, um, that, uh, commentary really put over that he's going to be well rested and Brian Danielson isn't, which I think could really end up in. I, it's hard to say it because Brian's Brian could win this match and, and most people are going to go for him, but I actually think Miro might take it because for one reason and one reason only, because then we have a good heel to go up against Adam Page for his first feud. That's, so, that's where I'm at. Okay, so it's very interesting. By the way, I just realized that we didn't pick between Punk and Eddie. I, I'm going Punk 
Me too. But I, because I don't think Punk's ready to lose yet. Um, but if, if he loses snap. to Eddie, I won't be mad. And, but here's, here's I, again, thing. I, I agree with you. You just you just said it. It will cause Eddie to snap, and there's the heel turn. And I'm here's, fine here's with that. One thing, 100%. Man. So here's one thing that AEW has not done. That, and please, if you're listening and I'm wrong here, please tell me where. I want to see it. I mean, truly, like not, not arrogantly. Um, I don't know of a like, legit DQ finish that AEW has ever done. WWE, all the time. But I don't well, know yeah, of a legitimate DQ finish, right? Of three times on the same show. Um, but I can see Eddie just snapping. And just going nuts, beating a living crap. So you're saying like Punk winning by disqualification because potentially, actually, potentially. I'll I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. Punk rolls him up by the tights and gets one over on him, and then Eddie Kingston snaps. I so can even he see gets a tight foot on the rope, like foot on the I rope. Could, something I can weird. see. Sam doing something a little you know eddie guerrero-ish right baby exactly. face uh, hey listen for those for people who don't know punk and eddie guerrero were like tight so it would yep. not surprise me if he did something like that yep. and again it still doesn't make punk go heel it just tells you that punk's winning to win yeah by any cost by all means yep. necessary which is i'm okay with it ish because punk has never been that white meat baby face type of guy even though he's kind of portraying yep. that right now since he came back um but yeah, I like your idea. I would be okay with it. I think that maybe the actual loss should be the one that makes Kingston snap. Sure. Either way, it seems like you and I are both on the same. I think King same page. Kingston Something's going to cause Kingston to snap. He's going to go absolutely ape. And I love I think, it, and I think it would actually be great if, obviously, like Mox does get he, like everything's good. He's back. He's back. Life's running. I think it would be great to see them do like a video package of Eddie breaking mox out of rehab and mox is all like angry and like they go and they just tear up AEW. i think that'd be great i like that idea i've got <laughs> I, I, I don't know if this is a better one i could view it as mox shows up and he's like and he's trying to talk some sense into into kingston and then he's like nah screw it and starts beating yeah. the hell out of everyone else <laughs> along with him and then they just run rough shot the only problem mm-hmm. is that you might run into they could the the crowd could cheer them as baby faces if that were the case, as opposed to cheering them uh, instead sure. of booing them as heels. So I have to be careful with the way I do that think I in twenty twenty one. Though I do think that doesn't matter, which is a problem though. That is an actual problem that professional wrestling has. I, I don't think so, and this could be a long thing, but I'll make my my point quick. Sure, I don't think so because we are in the era of the cell phone. We're in the era of the internet. We True. we do not live in a in a position where we really think these guys are legitimate a-holes except MJF, right? Like <laughs> all of these, these guys are real people. Like, like for instance, Adam Cole is the nicest human being on the planet. Yeah. Um, I watch his Twitch streams constantly. Like he's just a nice, genuine dude. He could be such an a-hole on TV and he does yeah. it so well. Oh, I dude. Mean, I mean, the night that he came into AEW, the, that dynamite where he went ahead and cut that promo on Tony Schiavone. I was like, yo, stop being a dick to Tony, bro. <laughs> Like you knock it off, Adam. He was trying to heal heat. He was always it it worked. It worked, but at the same time, you're like, Yeah, Tony, why are you being a perk to Brit, bro? What's going on? It's like, hold on. Anyway, I'm actually I'm pro Adam on this. I'm kidding. But (laughs) that being said, so uh, okay, so we're both going punk. So let's dive back into Brian and into Miro. So you say that here's the thing. 
Brian Danielson has not gotten his rematch against Kenny Omega. Okay. Yeah. We saw the 30 minute time limit draw that they had in Queens. That match somehow that did somehow, not need a title. It did, did not need a title. It did not. But because Kenny Omega is the world champion, we automatically have to bring that up into the conversation. So, yeah. okay, I might break your heart on this one, Tony. And I'm, I'm, giving, I'm giving it away. Brian, giving it away. And, but it, they tie in together. I don't think Hangman's going to beat Omega. I, 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 and I know that paint. I see. I literally just saw you look down. I think I may have seen tears flow form in your eyes. <laughs> I, 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 I je- and I love Hangman Page, and I, I really want him to win. But I'm wondering. I'm wondering that. Okay, yeah, the story, a uh, one and a half year story that you're telling between Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega, is a really big freaking deal, and it's been the foundation of this program and this promotion for the for the better part of two years. That's a really big deal. The problem that they ran into, and it's AEW's fault, and and, and even then, it's not like, oh, this is your fault, but y'all signed Brian Danielson, and y'all put the match on between Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson, and they are the two biggest stars in the company. And I'm sorry, but to me, Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson for the AEW World Championship is a lot bigger than Hangman versus either Brian Danielson or Omega versus versus mm-hmm. um, versus Hangman. So the question is, what do they want to do first? Do they want to put the title on the guy that you've been building for two years or on your biggest free agent signing that you feel like you must do something with immediately? And it, it kind of would suck if he's not had something done with him relatively soon. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm with you. I think, I mean, I'm with you in your train of thought. I, I don't know that I'm with you in, in your choice here. Yeah. Um, I, I think what I will say, if Kenny wins this and then you have Brian uh, versus Kenny too, if it's not on literally every single billboard in the entire United States and, and the UK and Canada and probably Mexico too. Um, and then Japan. Yeah. Then they're hurting themselves. Right. They, they, they are worldwide. That would for sure for the title on a pay-per-view will be the biggest hands down biggest match. AEW has ever done, but potentially biggest match of the 2020s it, it, right? it puts it right um, smack dab in the middle of cena and roman uh so, at SummerSlam, and that by far yeah. was a math like that's a big match where you're like here, you feel the, the reverberations tr- truly here's the deal no, obviously that's a real main event love, absolutely obviously you have a lot of people who love kenny omega here in the states but who who is known in the states daniel bryan brian Daniels. brian danison yeah that guy, you put his face anywhere, you put it on this AEW thing, people are going to go, what's AEW? I mean, uh, Tony Khan could spend his entire dad's fortune and, and it would pay off. If yeah, he, the, the, if he, if he Brian Danielson this. even gets the and question then, of like, isn't that the Bella's husband? Yep. That, that, that's and Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And then Kenny, on the flip side, you got Japan, probably China, um, Mexico, I mean, Canada. everywhere else. Canada, 100%, right? So and I think Canada, U.S., I mean, it's, sure. it's going to be- North America, thing. North America. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. You're right that that 
hands down is the best thing they could possibly do with their newest free agent signing that they want to capitalize on. Mm-hmm. I do, however, think that I don't know where this storyline goes that they've been building for two years. It has to if end. You're right. Saturday. If you're right. And it's okay if it ends with Hangman completely destroyed and falling apart, but they did that once and then they already built him up. And so it's kind of weird. Um, so I do think he capitalizes. I do think to, I do think this is the night. Um, I even if he pins him one, two, three, and like then like the ref misses it basically, or like you know something. We we will know without a doubt. Hangman beat Omega. Does it does it show it on the record books? I don't know, but I do know it'll happen. Like, I don't know if Aubrey is off in the corner dealing with one of the bucks or whatever, but Hangman's going to roll him up for three, like not roll him up. He's going to pin him flat out for three buckshot lariat. I mean, it's going to happen. So I'm torn because I hear you. And I think that's great, but I also think they would, they would be, unless they do it right, which they can, they can, they've done things like this right before, unless they do it right, they are going to be throwing away two years of building up hangman who literally day one said i'm going to be the aw champion and they've been building that story since before they ever purchased a canvas I know. so i i that's where i'm torn because i understand what you're saying yeah. but I, that's why i think they have to capitalize on this story um and and i don't know anyway well i think what here's the here's the other issue because in the same way that punk should not be losing yet. Yeah, you damn right when I say Brian Danielson shouldn't be losing sure. yet. And so, as much as I love Miro, mm-hmm. Brian Danielson shouldn't be losing yet. Period. Sure. End of story. I mean, I would have told you Brian Danielson should have just beaten Kenny Omega clean instead of going to a t- 30 minute time limit draw. And all of a sudden, you have that O oh, and one next to his record. It just looked odd, but whatever. That's fine. I kind of appreciate AEW for doing that. And I think the other thing is in which you just hammered home very well and i like the fact that these two these two things that were intertwining together i didn't mean for it to be but they go along hand in hand so we i'm kind of glad that we went this route um aew has for for all the crap that sometimes i can give it that they don't do well with storyline in ring storytelling as a whole which is completely different they excel in case Mm -hmm. in point we're seeing a two-year build of Omega and Hangman, you know, culminating Saturday. At least we think yep. it's going to culminate, right? I agree with you. Like, Hangman should leave with the world title on Saturday. Could I still see Brian Danielson being the number one contender coming out of Saturday? Is there anything really wrong with that? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. You know, but, but then here, Hangman, but then we're talking Hangman should, in theory, then beat whoever the number one contender is. Yeah, which right? exactly. And, and here's my, there's the other point that you just so eloquently just proved for me. Then you wait. Let's say if Miro beats Brian Danielson on Saturday, then you're wasting the number one contendership on a guy that you're just going to go ahead and have Hangman beat. Whereas to me, you wouldn't be wasting it if Brian Danielson were to win the number one contendership and Kenny Omega retains against Hangman because to me, 
I'm telling you right now, they have to be stupid to not put over Danielson over on Omega. Does that make sense? Yeah. So well, it, I think it, it's they, this they might be thing. stupid. They might be stupid not to put Danielson over Miro, right? Um, they'd be very stupid. And, and, and so I love Miro, but they. I, this is one thing that that drives me. Here's one thing that, li- that drove me crazy from the day they announced it. Is this tournament? I'm I'm not a fan of it because they have a number one contender in Hangman Adam Page. They just did a ladder match for this number one contender. They didn't spend a lot of time reinvigorating this story. And what do they do? They immediately start booking the next thing. And now we're in this situation. And maybe this is genius of them because now there's hours of content online of us just running our mouths. Can't figure out what's going to happen here. Exactly. But, but now we have this situation where it doesn't make sense for Miro to beat Brian Danielson in our heads. It doesn't make sense for Brian Danielson to go and beat Hangman, Hangman later. It makes sense for Hangman if he wins this to, you know, to win the next. It doesn't. But, but make then sense it also doesn't make sense for Omega to beat Hangman. And it, but it makes the most sense for Brian to beat Kenny. That's, yes, I think in all of what we're talking about, the most sense probably is Brian beats Kenny. Well, here's here's what if I were the Booker, if I were Tony Khan. Then I, I I just wouldn't have had Kenny versus Ome- versus I, I do that all the time Kenny versus Omega I wouldn't <laughs> have had Kenny versus Hangman at full gear, right? What I would have done was I would have built the storyline to be yeah. Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega for the world title at full gear, yeah, and throw in the wrinkle of okay Omega's got the Bucks Omega's got the Good Brothers Omega's got Callus. Well, Danielson doesn't have anybody. Well, hold on. Yes, he does. He's got Hangman. And so mm-hmm. you, you have Brian Danielson beat Omega for the world title with help from Hangman, which then gives you the full circle of, oh, wait, we forgot about Hangman and Omega. And then there's their feud, and you don't need the world title for it. Mm-hmm. But, that's, but that's the way I would have done yeah. it. But because they have – they told themselves and we know this that they told themselves because you wouldn't have put hangman adam page to win the very first casino royale at the at the very first double or nothing all the way back in 2019 and you wouldn't have had him main event all out with chris jericho if you didn't want him at some point to be the pillar of your company along with the other names that we've mentioned such as sammy and such such as mjf and darby and obviously himself um so it's this weird it's this weird situation that we're stuck in Mm -hmm. but am i necessarily mad at it no that all being said sure it's tough am i gonna go i i'm going danielson and i'll still go hangman i'm i'm livid and i'm happy (laughs) i i i am livid and I'm happy at this uh, because, because truly like this is unpredictable. It, it is like, I, I don't know somebody except for Tony Khan who can truly say like, this is exactly how this is going to go and why sure. like 
and, and there's going to be, I, th- there's no way, like I'm in a fantasy booking league. My buddy just bought a replica AEW belt. I want to win it. I'm probably not going to, uh, <laughs> like none of us are going to, because we have no idea what's happening here. Right. Um, and so this is a really hard one to predict. And, I know. And in some ways I, I, I've said it a thousand times, man, I'm a mark for this company. That's why I love AEW. There's a lot of this the, exact the, frustration. There's frustration. There's a lot of like in the air, like this one's a hard one to pick. Like, yes, hangman seems like a lock, but then does Danielson or Miro also, win that number one contendership? There's also one thing to mention quickly. We still have one hour of rampage. So much stuff can change in one night before <laughs> yeah. we even get to the baby. This is an, and therefore, what I've said from the very beginning of this podcast, this has the potential of being even not only better than All Out, but more important than All Out. Who would have told you that? Who would have told you that? Nobody. Nobody. But we're seeing it with our very eyes. Full gear has now become the most important pay-per-view of the, of the year for All Elite Wrestling. And it's like, what are we in for? You're in for a freaking ride of your life. I can't wait for full gear. So, okay. All right. I'm going to finish it up because my wife is asking me to go ahead and help her out. So I'm going to go ahead and see. <laughs> All right. So if it's up to me, I think Sheeta and Thunder Rosa should go over on Nyla and Jamie. That's, that's what I think. Yep. You agree? Same. Okay, cool. Um, I think, you know what? I'm going to go Malachi Thunder Black Rosa and Andrade. What's that? Thunder Rosa specifically. Yes, I, think. I agree. Um, I think that Malachi Black and Andrade are going to go over on Pack and Cody. I hope so. I, I also think that's going to play into some more of this kind of weird storyline stuff. Yeah. yeah I, listen, everybody knows that Malachi Black and Andrade are actually very tight behind the scenes. You know, the, the, Zelina, the Zelina connection is strong. It's been strong for a long time. Those two are really good friends, and I'm really yep. – I'm ecstatic to see them working together in AEW. Right. Um, I think – I, I'm going with the super click beating Christian Cage in the Jurassic Express. Me as well. Um, you know, we didn't talk about this a lot, but there were so many other things to talk about, but we all know that this is going to be a banger. Darby Allen and MJF. You MJF. had Darby lose to Punk at All Out, but I feel like MJF is a rung above him. I think MJF gets the victory. Yeah, M- MJF is the most protected person in the company. Yes, um, I would agree. And, with I, you. and I think it's purposeful. And I think um, that is. He's the most protected gonna, person not named Kenny Omega. Yes. I don't know. Ken, Kenny's had, I mean, I mean, Christian Cage lost. went over on Kenny. You're right. You're right. So yeah. uh, uh, I, I, I am right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, MJF is, is 100% protected. And I think he beats Darby here. Darby is a megastar. Just look at Halloween, man. This guy is a megastar. Everybody loves him. He's the biggest of the four already. Yeah. Um, by far. Because of, I, I, say yeah, I think so. I, when it comes to story work, what he's doing, who he's been in the ring with, um, how much TV time he's gotten, how much he's got Sting on the side. Sting, MJF has, I think, is is the only guy you can really argue that with. And MJ has been, MJF has been the character side. So yes. Darby's been the in ring side. MJF has been the character side. He's just going to, I think he's going to beat Darby in this one. Um, and then and Darby can go ahead and get his rematch afterwards in a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I think it, or, this, or, this storyline's not even years. close to being over a, a couple of years. Yes. Oh, very much so. Yeah. This could be, this could be that, um, because there's those very similar to Stone Cold and The Rock, where the and Stone and The Rock and, and Triple H and The Rock and 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 
and, and yep. all those guys, like they were, yeah. they were feuding for multiple years. It, it made sense. And I like it. I like where your head's at on that. So we're both going MJF. Um, I think we both agreed that the Lucha brothers should probably go over on FTR, but if FTR yep. goes over, I'm not going to be mad at it. Agreed. Um, didn't get a chance to talk about this because we went over on other stuff, but the men of the year versus the inner circle. I think that if you want to make sure that people are taken seriously, if you have them beat the inner circle, that's a really big thing. Um, it seems to me like Junior Dos Santos um, and it, it is, is getting it. Paige Van Zant is getting it. It's, it's, it's awesome to see these guys yeah. come over from MMA and just get pro wrestling. It reminds me of how Ronda was able to go ahead and pick it up so quickly. And yeah. I'm a big fan of that. So I'm going with the men of the year going over the inner circle. Do you agree? Or are you going inner circle? Uh, I'm inner circle on this. I think, oh, you are? I, think okay. I think Guevara pins, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dan Scorpio Lambert. Sky? Oh, Dan, Dan Lambert. That would make sense. I, I like it, but that'll be an interesting one to one to watch. I think it'll be a fun yeah, one to watch. I don't know. Who, I really don't know who to pick in that one. I don't yeah. think it, I don't think it, it hurts us. I don't think it hurts the company either way. I agree. Um, we both agreed in some way, shape or form. Punk is going to go over on Kingston. You think there's going to be a DQ. I think that punk will, I think it roll him up, but I think gonna a get DQ, lit up. I think a DQ up, uh, would be really well used here. Yeah. I don't know when to expect that DQ. It could be still three years down the road, True. but I think it could be really, <laughs> really well used here. All I know is that this is the match that I'm most stoked for. Yep. Which is insane to me. That match is going to be an absolute banger. Uh, Britt Baker versus Ty Conti. Easily the biggest match of Ty Conti's career, but I think Britt Baker's not done with that yep. women's title yet. We didn't talk about it a ton. Um, we talked Britt about Baker's, Britt Baker. We just didn't talk about yeah. the actual title. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ty Conti, I think this is going to be great. She still has a lot of botches, unfortunately. She's still um, green. She's learning, A lot of the right? women in this I division think, are still green. Yeah, so I, I think hands down, no contest. Uh, DMD wins, uh, and I really, really want to see – um, hopefully some of the WWE release ladies come over here. Um, and, uh, not Nia Jack, uh, exactly. Um, but I, and just really build out this division. I do think this is a division that needs some ex WWE ex NXT ladies. Well, that's why the, um, to me, the Soho pickup was massive yep, for them. Massive. massive. Um, but yeah, no, no contest. DMD. Yeah. Okay. Um, you're going Miro. I'm going Danielson, which I, is weird. I yeah, feel I'm, like I should I'm go. I'm still going. I'm still going. Are you, going, are you still going? It's, it's a weird one to pick because I don't know. Like how, we talked you, about it at length. I don't, it, know. We still don't know. <laughs> I still don't know. I'm going to, I'm sticking with Danielson. I'm sticking with it. Cause it just makes sense. Cause it, the, yeah. the good thing is that they can be like, he gets the number one contendership, but you don't have to say when exactly that'll be. So it, it could work. I'm going Danielson and main event. I think, all signs point to Hangman finally overcoming Omega, and I, I yeah, I'm I'm one thousand percent okay with that. One thousand. This this match is going to be fun. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's, might be I'm the best match in AEW history. I'm with you. Yeah, I think I think and and hands down, this match is going to blow us away, regardless of how it finishes. I think the show is going to blow this us away. Tony is going to. I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you there. This show is going to blow us away. Um, I agree with you. This match is going to be absolutely amazing. There, there are so many great things on this card. It's pretty remarkable. When you think that, to me, the weakest thing on this card, the weakest thing is still either Britt Baker and Tainara Conti, which is it's mean to say. And I don't mean that as it's disparaging. Not, it's not weak at all. But it's yeah, not, weak, not weak, right? It's not weak, but it's still like that is the because this card is so gosh darn stacked. This show is so stacked. It's unbelievable. Yep. 
it's going to be an amazing show. I'm not going to be able to watch it because I don't have $65 to pay, but you're damn right. I'm going to be looking at social media being like, oh my God, this is great. And I'm going to go ahead and try and watch it free the next day. <laughs> but um, dude, thank you so much for coming on and being, you came in late notice and, and it's a pleasure. And I'm so stoked that we finally got a chance to work together and uh, let's not, let's not have this be a one-off. Let's do it. Um, tell the people where they can go mm-hmm. ahead and check out canned heat, man. Um, and uh Thank you again for coming on. Go ahead. For sure. Yeah, you can find the Canned Heat podcast, me and my buddy Christian on YouTube. Uh, we are, we kind of took a little sabbatical uh, over the last uh, year, but we are going to go strong in January. So be looking for us in January. Season two, brother. Yeah, Canned Heat. Uh, we're working on really, really upping our game and our quality on that. So check us out on YouTube. Uh, and then you can find me at Tony Church 91 Tony Church 91 on Twitter. That's excellent, brother. Um, yeah, go check out Canned Heat. Go go give them a follow. Um, go subscribe to their channel. Um, they put out great content. And clearly, from what you can tell, T- Tony is an incredibly knowledgeable wrestling mind. And it's been a pleasure having him on. And, of course, you can go ahead and check out the Double Turn Podcast on Instagram at the Double Turn Podcast. You can find me at the one and only JMN19. Ross, who's not here with me, who's not here with me this evening, but hopefully will be back next week. You can find him at Ross the Real Boss 85 and on Twitter, you can find this podcast at TDT Wrestling Pod. And you can also find Ross at Boss Ross TDT. And of course, the actual show itself can be found on the Anchor app, Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, Breaker, everywhere in its mother. And of course, go check us out on wabamentertainment.com. Uh, we are on there. You can find hops and box office flops there. And of course, all of our wrestling and movie buddies that are affiliated with that website, go check it out. It's got great content. So thank you so much for taking a listen. Uh, We appreciate it. Next week, we will be back. We'll probably go a little over what happens at full gear, but we're going full on a preview show just like this, but for survivor series. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully, Survivor Series can go ahead and live up to the challenge that's being put up by Full Gear, but I'm not going to lie to you. I think it's going to be really hard. Although, I cannot wait for Roman versus Biggie. I can't. That match is actually going to be a banger and a half. Um, and it's going to be fun. That all being said, thank you so much for taking a listen. We appreciate it. We'll be back next week. So on behalf of Tony, on behalf of Boss Ross, I have been the J-Man, and you've been listening to the Double Turn Podcast. We'll catch you on the flip side, guys. Have a great night.